get on the questions, young. I'll be going back and reading. You can't talk that cowboy talk today, Clyde. Put them hands on y'all. First topic: <laughs> How bad is Greek? I don't even think it's really bad. I just think he has a lot of money. The best and last reason. What's going on, son? <laughs> Alright, you ready? Alright, here we are back again for another week at the barbershop, playersvoice.com. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my co-host, Damar Johnson. What's going on, boss? Feeling great, man. Great weekend for me. Yes it was, yes it was. And the man behind the scene who was not a great weekend for. As usual, A1, the Redskins fan, representing Redskins Nation. What's good with you, brother? Mario, it could be better, but Mario, What did he say? He said like 11 wins, right? Is that what he said? He said something stupid. Nah, I think he said Because I remember I was like, come on, A1. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if you probably counted this one even. But I bet it's he It's a home game. It's a home game against a winning team. So... That's what's not what they do. It's just not what they do. All right, but here we are, um, back again for another week. The NBA, excuse me, the NFL has has season has started finally. The, the much uh, what we've been waiting for. Before we get into the NFL, we got plenty of NFL to talk about. One quick uh, NBA story: um, the Hall of Fame class went in on was that Saturday, Friday, Friday, um, and a close friend of yours and teammate and a. Um, Supporter of the show, Allen Iverson was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He is now in the Hall of Fame. Um, so, what was what were you thinking when you won, when you saw his speech? And two, um, go ahead and give me something, a good Iverson story, something that we might not know. Um, well, his speech was good, heartfelt. I mean, everything he says, even just sitting around, us, just talking. He's always passionate, he's passionate, just talking from his heart. That's just how he is. The long speech. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> He, um, he thanked a lot of people and um, he said some, some of the stuff he said in his speech um, he said to me we already talked about when he first got in and um, he ended up mentioning like it the same way in the speech that he, he said um, to me um, and as far as the story um, I got plenty you know obviously stories but I can just take, show. It, take, it, show. take it from the beginning where when he, when he first came to the team in Denver and I had number three in Denver. And when when they when they traded for for Allen, it wasn't even a you know a question whether I was going you know give my number to him or not. Um, he went to Georgetown. I'm from the area. I grew up a fan anyway, and um, I know that number meant a lot more to him than it does to me. So you know I, I gave my number up to him. And when he first came in to the locker room for the game, when he flew in, I was the first person there. So I'm the first person he's seen. You know, he just came up to me, he's like, man, look at the first dude I seen, you know, you know, gave me love, went out there, played the game, and at this time, you know, Melo and JR are suspended, Kenyon's hurt, so really it was just me and him together every day, I mean, we, we hung out after the game that and night. You guys had like seven players, right? Yeah, we, we, we brought some guys up, we had we had more, but it wasn't a lot, that right. game probably had like seven right after, mm-hmm. but um, after the game, you know, we hung out, we pretty much were together every day. Since like the first day he got to Denver, still to this day, you know, we still talk a few times a week. Um, K 
came down to my game. You know, a lot of guys I invited who um, who said they make it, who couldn't make it for whatever reason. My man came down there you know, with his busy schedule, came from Florida, came down to the game, showed love, stayed at the house for a few days, and whatever he got going on, you know, I always go to. If I got, got something going on, he gonna call me, you know, support my stuff. We just been close since, you know, that first day. Yeah, he's he. What, what a lot of people don't you 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 hear about it all the time about how real of a dude he is, and I can honestly say, meeting him a handful of times in different situations, it's always been love and always been and always been real. Um, I met him through a probably ten years back with Lamont one time, then I met him with Alvin several times, and then I didn't see him for maybe like you know five or six years, and the next time it was just like pick right back up love and not only that the people around him like you know what i mean that it was like even you know his closest friend kai was just like yo what's good how you been ask questions how's kids stuff right. like that and it's just like yo, that, that's that's you know that's that's impressive you know right. what i mean in terms of how many people these guys meet obviously and how many busy schedules and just the times that um you know randomly came <laughs> i can remember it was last year your basketball game and we come back to the house and we're all sitting there eating and changing getting ready to go out and D's with me, and D has his food open, and he's eating his food. Iverson just walks by, grabs a chicken wing up out of D's food, and just starts <laughs> eating his chicken wing. And he's like, "Man, these are good, bro." You know what I'm saying? He's like, "All right, all right you know, whatever." And he's right. like, "And he's like, oh, matter of fact, after he eats the wing, he's like, it's cool if I get one.'" He's like, "Yeah, go ahead, <laughs> you man." You took know, it now. they already took it, but it was like just cool. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. then as we're sitting around in the house in the basement, which we do, you know, all the time. It, it was never, it's just him sitting, just being one of the guys, just like yeah. everybody else. And, and he's just there by himself. And just a real, real dude. Always, always has been a real dude. And it was good to see him come from where he came from in terms of what happened, you know, from a prison cell at, well, I think it was 17 or whatever the case may be. And them trying to throw the whole book at him for, for, for some foolishness mm-hmm. and him to make it all the way to that, you know. So it was a good story. Right. I mean, that's how he is. I mean, him and all his guys, all down earth dudes. I mean, that weekend, you know, he could have been, you could have been like, yo, where you staying at? He could have been at the Four Seasons somewhere. Absolutely. He said, nah, I'll stay at the house. You got, you know, room there. I'll just stay at the house. And we all just, you know, stayed there and just kind of hung out. That, that is actually one of the, one of the, uh, coolest things that I find about it is that when he does come into town, that he's just at the house, just like the rest of us. You know what I mean? And if we're going to the club, he just rides in the car with the rest of us, mm-hmm. just like anybody else and everything right. about it. And he's never, while everybody else seems to put him on a pedestal, which I fully understand, he pretty much is a rock star of our generation, really. The three people I can think of that are of our age who have kind of transcended that, that thing, rock star on the street level would be like Randy Moss, Mike Vick, and, and, uh, and Iverson. Which oddly enough are all from the Virginia area, which is kind of right, weird. Right, yeah. y- you know what I mean? But it's like they just get love all the time from everywhere, from everybody, and most of it just for being real dudes. Right. And I never, I never seen nothing quite like his. I mean, I could, oh, imagine, yeah, yeah. I could imagine, you know, Mike, Mike's, you know, is ridiculous. But just being around him before, and and Denver, you know, Melo's Melo's a superstar in our league, especially at that time in Denver. And when we go out, you know, people, you know, show him love, and you know, they want to, you know be in his face but when island came to the team it was like night and day rock star man it was it was unbelievable he's a real life rock star the the other teams cheer for him like we do our announcements when they say carmelo anthony the team's boo the away games right the away games they say i don't know and the the teams cheer for some reason and i'm just kind of weird like everywhere we went people got their camera phones all just aiming it at them and and still to this day even like like 
I seen something the other day at the Hall of Fame. Draymond Green had posted how how great it was for him to take a picture with Allen Iverson. I'm like, here's a Olympian, just won a gold medal. Here's an All Star. And that's still how he he felt about that dude. I mean, he 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 like you say, he's just a rock star. Like, he is. He I, touched so many dudes. I think that if you have, was. it's it's one of those things that you know, um, if you have an NBA gathering and LeBron's in the room and Iverson's in the room, LeBron's walking over to Iverson. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that all comes from, though, from just being loved. It's like, one, everybody looked over him from the the Mike crossover Superman thing. Is like, that's the guy who crossed over Superman. You know right. what I mean? Like, which kind of seemed inevitable. And he pretty much stared the NBA down in the face and was like, I'm not changing. Yeah. And now there was consequences of that, which Absolutely. is hence the reason that he was out of the league. You know, before way he before he should have been out the league, yeah. way before. So it was like he, there were consequences from that. Mm-hmm. But as a result, that dude gets love everywhere yeah. forever. Yeah. And, and he just will. And it's the type of thing that you probably can't put a price on. The fact right. that, you know, that, that LeBron James and the Wayne Wade, the guys that your kids look up to, they, I'm the guy your kids look up to. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's pretty cool. That's even, pretty cool. Even, respectful. even at the Hall of Fame thing, when they were saying everybody's name, who was going to, you know, be be inducted when they say his name the crowd just cheered the loudest and the longest and it wasn't even close and I'm like here's you know Shaquille O'Neal one of the biggest stars ever in the league big personality big game win championships Shaquille's you know also equally you know great if not more but for some reason the crowd cheered louder for Allen yeah the um is it me or I get the international thing but Yao Ming Hall of Fame, isn't that just kind of weird? I mean, um, I know you're a huge Yao Ming I'm fan. A huge Yao Ming I know fan. you're you're always a big Yao Ming fan, but it's like one to feel like again can't deny the fact that obviously he you know brought a billion people to watching the NBA. That played the yeah, part. I think that was the largest part. I mean, yeah. but his body of work was short, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just never really dominant. I don't think he was ever dominant. I think he was a good player. Um. I thought he was, I thought he was really good in his peak years or when he was healthy, his numbers, I mean, what, what, what was his numbers? Um, no, he, did he have like 27? His one year was 27, which I, I thought was wrong. And I went, I, I don't remember that ever happening, yeah. but it did happen. Yeah. His one year he did 27 and I think maybe 10. He was never really much of a big rebounder, which is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his career number, what was his career numbers? A1, if I had to guess 18 and nine. 19 and 19 and 9. 19 and 9. And his, his, his top years were what? Uh, 25 and 10, uh, 22, 25 and 10, 22 and 10. And that happened twice. And then everything up. He did 22 and 10 twice and 25 and 10. Okay. I mean, just playing. He played seven seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Body work was short. And that's including one of the, one, one or two of those where he was done. Instantly, but I but think. playing against him, though, I mean, you you see the dominance when you on the court against him. Um, I played against him in, in, when I was in Italy, played the China team in the NBA, and we all know that if that guy was healthy and continued to play, he definitely would have had some of the best numbers and been one of the best centers ever had he continued to play. And along with, you know, making the game more global. I mean, that's a lot of fans in China that he brought, you know, to this game. And a lot of guys now – who they they go over to China just to do appearances and you know can still get money just off that alone. 
Yeah, he, I mean, I'm definitely putting money in um in people's pockets. There's no no yeah. doubt about that, and, and grew the sport to the point that I remember Tracy McGrady was like the number two selling jersey in the NBA for a long time, mm-hmm. and Tracy McGrady's pretty much still living off of you know the Yao Ming connection out right. there in China. Like it right. comes with his own fan base, right? You know what I mean? And uh, you know, it 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 just I never really pictured Yao Ming. But I know how much you resp- how much you you love him, and the thing is, I guess it's because he's so big, and he just never dominated like a like a Shaq sort of thing is what you would expect. Mo- it. Most centers don't. I mean, Bill Walton's in, right? Yeah, he's top fifty, right? I mean, most centers don't put up them kind of numbers, especially these days. You'd be lucky, you know, to get you know ten and ten from a center. He was skilled, yeah. and he had, and you know he was he was had the soft touch, and he mm-hmm. and he could shoot. I think he was like almost a. He was mid eighties from the free throw line. Yeah, high eighties. Yeah, yeah, he he was. I mean, he he had a soft touch and stuff like that. I wish it would have been nice to see him uh, in his peak longer in the Shaq era because while Shaq is obviously dominant and his he got what it is, I think I would have liked to seen Shaq tested more. You know what I mean? Mm Because that generation before was like, I mean, he just missed. He caught those guys all at the end. You know what I mean? Like. The Lajuan, Patrick Ewan, that, that little scent, that little era right there where we legit had seven, eight, we had five elite big men. And then that second tier with the Rick Smiths and, uh, you know, whatever, uh, those guys, Brad Miller, who were still pretty good, you know, and it, w- it would have liked to have seen that because, you know, Hakeem's whole career, he had to deal with David Robinson and Patrick Ewan and Alonzo and Dikembe. Whereas though Shaq pretty much was just always just teams with stockpile, um, random centers to just foul the hell out of them. Well, for me, a lot of them them guys you named were skilled, a lot of jump shooters, finesse guys. The the guys that they stockpiled for Shaq were just bodies that mm-hmm. they want to put on Shaq. Patrick Yon or Hakeem or David wouldn't have been able to do anything as far as guarding Shaq. No better than them. Them guys they put out there were guys that just play defense. They'll be able to guard Shaq better than, you know, the, the skill centers. I would have liked to see what Shaq would have had to done with what he would have done with them, though. I mean, you still got to handle them. Wanted? No, he got to have to guard Dave, David Robinson and, 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 and Akeem and them boys, too. I mean, we saw what he, what he, what Akeem did to him when he first came in, you yeah, know, and they would, but he still, he still put up his numbers. Yeah, he did. At the same time. Yeah. Akeem just had a better team and Akeem did the same thing to David Robinson. Now, Akeem, Akeem was, was going to do that to anybody. anybody. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. Um, it's just that Yao Ming was sort of supposed to be the counter to, to Shaq's dynasty. Yeah. You know, everybody, every, uh, what they call it, every superstar has a nemesis or whatever. And it's like, it just never really happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and there was a few, I think there was a few times though that they went to battle and Yao Ming, like, I mean, he never got the best of Shaq or nothing, yeah. but he held his own. Absolutely. They was talking about it. I think Yao might have blocked his yeah, first few yeah, shots. Yeah. 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 Know, yeah. He played against and that's young. Yeah, young, nervous y'all yeah. as a rookie. That so I mean that that would have been cool to have, uh to have gotten to see that. But um, you know, all in all, it was a good um. We could always like enjoy the uh the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's kind of odd to go up against opening NFL weekend, you know, especially when there's so much other free time in the summer where there's nothing going on that you feel like they could have uh they could utilize. But you know, what do we know? Who knows what that's uh, um that's about. Um, let's get straight into it. Week one of the NFL has came and gone. Um, all around, what'd you think of the weekend? Um, for me, it was great. I mean, my Giants won, my fantasy, both my fantasy teams won. Um, as far as just, just NFL wise, I thought it was okay. A lot, a lot of top guys didn't, didn't 
play as great as I'm sure some guys on their fantasy owners, you know, would have would have hoped. Two people rushed for. I, I went back. Spencer Ware didn't. He was just he got a whole bunch of receiving yards. Yeah, receiving two pe- two people rushed for 100 yards, and one mm-hmm. of them being Lamar Miller on 28 carries. So yeah. that's you know kind of put an asterisk next to that one. Um, so really, D'Angelo Williams was the only person, courtesy of uh, A1's Redskins, who did everything in their way to get out of his way. <laughs> Which was just unreal. Which is, I, I wonder if that was just like an anomaly in terms of just a fluke one thing, or is that something to take notice of? That just like, cause running backs as a whole, just, they didn't do anything. Todd Gurley did nothing. Adrian Peterson did literally nothing. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys who we consider the top running backs, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who everybody has high hopes for, mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, all these guys, just, uh, Devontae Freeman, nothing. All these running backs did nothing. And I'm not just talking about from a fantasy standpoint. Just running the ball just wasn't happening. Well, in, in, um, in Gurley's case and Adrian Peterson and maybe a little bit Elliott, um, I don't know if the teams respect their quarterback play. They just really, really challenge, you know, Hill to throw the ball. After watching last night, like I've been saying it since last year, huge shot Gurley fan of what mm-hmm. he can do. After watching last night and you see that and you think I started thinking afterwards, like, I think it's gonna be a long year for that dude because yeah. it has nothing to do with his talent. Their team is so void of talent. Yeah. That I don't see why you wouldn't put twelve people in the box. Right. You, you know what I mean? It was bad, man. And so you say to yourself, nah, I I and I, that's what I think is what happens in Buffalo, I think the Ravens say, uh, what's his name is gonna have to beat us? Um Tyrod, we're gonna let Tyrod beat us. Yeah. Uh, and in and, and Minnesota, it's we're gonna let Sean Hill beat us. Yeah. And in the Rams' cases, we'll take our chances with Case Keelan yeah. being. A, and under no circumstances are these running backs right. gonna beat us. Right. And he until can. you until these quarterbacks keep them honest, I think it's gonna be more of that. And even in, even with Dallas, with with Elliott, I mean, it's his first game. He's young. I felt like we kind of wanted to make Prescott beat us throwing the ball, and he and he he played well. He played decent. There's Brian didn't get in many looks, but he, he definitely got a lot of looks out of Beasley and um and Jason Witten. Yes, he did. Um, Both but, of them. But Elliott had no no lanes to run, really, and 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 it's kind of messed up because when when Alfred Morris came in the game, he actually did good. So it makes it look bad on him. But just watching the game, I'm like Elliott didn't have any holes to run. No. James Martin. Just to interrupt us, James Martin is currently sitting here in his dentist chair. Watching the show. That's the type of commitment we're looking for, man. Good job, James. We got a prize for you. It is, um, I don't know what it is, but we got a prize for you, buddy. We'll get you a t-shirt or something. I think, I think, um, when Sam Bradford gets on the field with Minnesota, that Adrian Peterson will, um, will open up a little more for him. Sean Hill can't throw the ball past 15 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, let's get into, uh, we could start right there with the Thursday night games and, um, let me see. What were, our, what were our, um, our, our records for the for the week? Uh, Mark went ten and five, and uh, DJ went eight and seven. <laughs> eight and seven. Ten and, five. ten and five is not good, but uh, eight and seven is worse. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought we had more games. We can't have more than that. Pick pick pretty close. Oh, I, I you know what is weird is that when you sent me when you when you sent me yours, I actually didn't even. I just had this window open. I actually didn't even. Uh, didn't even, oh yeah, here it is, right here. I didn't even look. Um. Off rip. Panthers, Broncos. I'll tell you this. Um, I was really, I don't know why now in hindsight, like I was really taking such a discount off of Peyton Manning leaving this team. Like they went to the Super Bowl and I'm like, Peyton Manning's gone. So they're just going to be, but the fact is I'm still sold that it was Peyton Manning, like the real, the Peyton but Manning. But I told window. you that. Yeah, I, it wasn't. It, I Peyton predicted Manning was, him to be pretty good. Peyton Manning mean. was a guy. So 
they got another guy, you know, and and he. I think you were probably more impressed with him than I was. I, yeah. I, you were impressed with him. I thought he played well. Okay. Um. I obviously played well enough to win. Yeah. And it, I think this is one of those situations where it used to be like the Giants with the Patriots, where the Patriots could beat anybody in the NFL. The Giants just give them trouble. It was just a bad matchup for them yeah. for the same reason, for the pass rush reasons. Right. I think that the Panthers can beat any single team in the NFL. I just think with DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller and those boys – they give Cam trouble with yeah. the fact that one, they're probably you have defensive ends who are probably as fast as him, right. which is rare. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that that their defense is a tough matchup for Carolina. Absolutely, their defense is still amazing. I, I didn't think um the part of, part of the reason why I even picked Panthers because I I'm, I'm the one that said Denver's going to be pretty good. You know, you yeah, moral. I, I didn't made think it seem so. like I was. I was yeah, tripping, I just, but I didn't, I didn't think, think Talib so. was playing. Talib ended up did did up playing. And um, their defense is just all over the place, and they they really do give the Panthers problems. They they definitely do, and um, I mean Cam looked the same way he did in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not, you don't mm-hmm. want to say bad, but he don't look like the Superman that he does the rest of the time. You yeah. know what I mean? And he was getting he was getting hit, dude. Yeah. I mean, he was getting some serious hits yeah. to 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 the head, yeah. and the I mean, illegal ones too. And and uh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he's a he's a big dude, so I mean that's cool, but not really. You know, like those things start to add up after yeah. a while. And if, and if I'm, and if I'm the coach, you know, that's not, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. But I mean, it's, I'm not jumping off of the Carolina bandwagon and making much more of it other than that. Like I said, I just think that's a tough matchup for yeah. them. And I think it will continue to be a tough matchup for, again, the same way the Giants, the Giants can go eight and eight, sometimes even seven and nine. And, you know, and the Patriots can be undefeated. But that's not the team that they want to see, right. you know, of that team back then when it went, you know, when you had the pass rushing packages to put. Because basically with the same thing, the only way you could stop Tom Brady back then and probably still now is you got to hit him. Yeah. And it's getting to that point with Cam. The only way you're going to stop Cam is you got to hit him. Right. And, if you get, and if you don't get to him, good luck to you. You know, it's just it's just not going to happen. Um, that being said, like I said, I'm, I'm still cool with uh, I, I will upgrade my expectations for Denver and CJ Anderson look a lot better. This was the CJ Anderson we he were supposed to good. see last year. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, because was... all last year we were supposed to see it and it just never happened. And he looked good. He was finishing his runs. He was running hard. He looked really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, next game, my game up first, James. That would be us. Uh, Buccaneers Falcons. James is the real deal, dude. I told you last year uh, um, that I like James. You know. He's all he's gonna do is get get better and better. He just have that leadership quality. Mm-hmm. There's something about something about him, man. He just, like like that he speech got that it. he yeah. gave at the Florida State game. Yeah. And I I love seeing stuff like that when you see guys. That to me shows that you're a leader. That like he no longer goes there, and he could like like you always say he could be anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna be there. And not only am I gonna, be, he could be out there in the, in the audience in the crowd, soaking in how all how great he is, and people right. telling him how great he is. And he's like, nah. Some of these guys are still my teammates. I'm a floor. Like he was in there. It's like he's still the leader of the team. Right. And I, I think stuff like that is, the, the, you know, the most corny thing that everybody says. The stuff that the intangibles. That's it. And he went to Tim Grover this summer. Yeah. Worked, worked, I, on, worked on his body. Got did in you hear about Mike and Mike this morning? I heard a little bit of him. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was talking about today. And he's like, Mike, uh, Tim told him he was like, Yo, if you're coming here to work out, this isn't just to get in shape. And this right. is a, you come here to work out to be the best. And yeah. if you're not going to come here to be the best, just don't come here. And he's like, Nah, that's that's what I. That's what I'm going to go there and do. And he right. said he did everything that he was supposed to do. Right. So, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. He looked good. I told you I, I was expecting it to be one year 
away. I was expected to be next year, but if he's a year early to the party, mm-hmm. I'm happy. He's I mean, just going to continue to get better. I'm he, a fan. He 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 looked really good. Um, Falcons more the same. Um, Julio Jones still Julio Jones. Uh, Mike Evans came around and had had another. Uh, Mike Evans looked good. Yeah. Austin Ferry and Jenkins made that one spectacular catch. It was a hell of a catch. It was a perfectly thrown ball. Um, you know, I don't want to get caught up and say, wow, pat the, uh, the bucks on the, on the back. But I, again, it might be, they might be ready now. When I say ready, ticking, you know, to make some noise. I mean, not a Super Bowl picture or anything like that, but I think they're relevant. You gotta take into consideration too that this is the Falcons that last year. Like you said, won their first six or seven, and then yeah, you know, I I told DJ yeah. was higher on the Falcons. I think yeah, I, and, I, and I picked them because I thought they, I mean, they play well at home, so I, I figured this is a game they can get. Devontae Freeman picked up right where he left off again. Like I said, I, going into this season, the fantasy expectations again. Hate to mention that, but everybody was just saying how great Devontae Freeman was, mm-hmm. and how and as a guy who owned him last year, he completely stunk it up at that second half of the year. Well, he didn't. He didn't get. He got eleven carries because he got twenty yards. It's going, yeah, nowhere. You know, it's going mean, nowhere with it. When you're a running back, you got to get more carries than 11. Yeah. 11 is not going to get it done. Barry Sanders could be 11 for 20. Yeah. Run an 80 yard run. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Freeman, he, those first, those first, when he first got the, came onto the scene last year, he was getting 11 carries for 10, for 100 yards. Like he was, yeah, he was running now. over everything in sight. He's different now. Yeah, it is. That, that, that it definitely is. Oral says, um, I don't like Denver at all. You know he's gonna to stick to his guns. Where's he at? On my he's on yours. He okay, said, I can't um, see. It. He, he don't like them. What right don't now. you? What is it you don't? What is it you don't like? Their defense. Anytime you're gonna hold a team to, you know, a low to- point total, you're always gonna have a shot. I mean, twenty one is not twenty is not exact. If you can hold somebody like the Panthers to twenty, you're always gonna be in the game. Yeah. And if the defense can make a play and get you seven points, or special teams get you seven points, like a lot of teams have won Super Bowls with that recipe. Absolutely. You, you know, holding the team to 14 to 17 points, getting one special teams or defensive play, and all you need from the quarterback is one touchdown, and you're in there. Teams with a lot worse offense absolutely. has one Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the weapons are – if C.J. Anderson is going to run like that, Demarius Thomas and Mano Sanders are as good as any one-two receiving core yeah. in, in the NFL. So, you know, the quarterback, they're not asking him to do much. So, I, I like the Broncos more than I did. I, I didn't like them coming in. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Black don't like him because they're in his division. That's that's why Black doesn't. Yeah, like him. yeah, and they could win the Super Bowl. He's still gonna say he don't like him. <laughs> right. The um next one, Packers Jaguars. Packers find themselves they looked a little less than impressive for the majority of the game, uh, but at the end of the day, it was still the Aaron Rodgers show. Um, Jacksonville more the same. Eddie Lacy, I kept hearing all this talk. I didn't watch any of him in preseason, didn't see anything. All I kept hearing about is how he had lost all this weight, yeah. da 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 da, and he had looked and he re, you know, committed himself and he cut out McDonald's. And then the first thing I saw, no lie, I'm watching this game and I glance over and I see somebody running. I thought a defensive tackle picked up the ball <laughs> and was returning the ball and I saw it was Eddie, Eddie Lacy looks as big as ever. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see much of that game. Did you I mean, see him though? I didn't see him. He, he, look, hey, one, did you see him? Like, boy, you know, he yeah. is, but, he still looked just as big as he did before. Yeah. Yeah, still getting ran down from behind. Yeah, like you look like Mike I mean, Tolbert out there. He's going to get ran down yeah. from behind. I mean, really, most running backs should. Um, cornerbacks should run down That's every true. running back. No, he's getting run down by, like, nose tackles. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I wish I had him. I'm okay Really? With yeah. Oh, my gosh. That disgusts me. Nothing frustrates me more when I'm watching a football game. And I remember the, the one that always, I'll never forget, is Michael Turner, where Everything, you call the play and everything goes bright and parting of the Red Sea, boom, 
Running back hits the hole, gone. And then you just get walked, like, drastically. I mean, there's no short of Emmitt Smith is one of the slowest running backs of yeah. all time. Like, But Emmitt, that being said, Emmitt didn't, you watch Emmitt's clips. Emmitt didn't get walked. Not a lot, I mean, because he ran through the biggest holes who ever yeah, seen. Yeah, right. But, but when you watch Michael Turner get walked, from a guy who's like wasn't even on the screen, you're like, come on, man. Those, are, I would think that when I design a play and it works to perfection, you know, man on man on man, everybody's accounted for. You hit the hole, boom, and you hit that hole. You need to be gone. There's not many running backs, if any, that should be a lot of those guys. Any cornerback, no, but it's not a foot race at that point. It's you know the cornerback, like Adrian Peterson, isn't the fastest man in the world, but he's not getting walked. Yeah. Barry Sanders wasn't even the fastest man in the world, but he wasn't getting, you know, you didn't see linebackers coming out of nowhere and walking the man down. I'm not saying everybody needs to be Chris Johnson. Guys, all them guys has been walked before. Yeah. Michael Turner get walked by anybody. The Burner Eddie Turner, Lacey. you mean? Yeah, Michael Burner Turner, man. That's what he went, that seemed like a, he had like two different careers. He had like the Burner Turner and then like the, and, and it was better when he wasn't the Burner. He was just huge out yeah. there in Atlanta. Yeah, you gotta be able to take some of them hits. One of What's, the most, um, Famous Redskins highlights of all time is Dale Green running down, um, Dorset. Dorset, yeah, yeah from like was, 30 yards back. That got him mean? in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's about that's, the only thing that that's matters. That's his claim yeah, to fame right sp- there. That's Redskins fans, yo. <laughs> Redskins fans are this Dale Green guy, yo. <laughs> like, man, it's like an ongoing joke that we have with like Dale Green, man. These Redskins fans are Dale Green. You might be the most overrated player. I don't want to disrespect him. Yes, he is, yo. Hey, and then, and then my man. He ran down Tony Dorset. I mean, he chased, he chased guys down very well. What'd you think, real random, just go all the way off topic? You seen, like, two weeks ago, out the blue, Del Green's bashing uh, RG3. And I really want to make, A1, at what point do Redskins fans just leave this man alone? When does it happen? I don't know. Like, every time every time something happens to RG3, do you notice, you read the report, and it's like, Washington Post report, Washington Post report. Why is Washington Post covering the, the Browns quarterback? Jordan Reed, uh, Jason Reed writes a column about, he why is Jason have, Reed have, talking he, about? He the, must have left a bad taste, bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. But who cares? He's gone. Daryl Green, I see this thing. I'm like, why is Daryl Green goes on local radio show? So you mean to tell me like you got Daryl Green on and you're like, Hey man, we're here to talk Redskins. What do you think about Roger Griffin getting divorced? What? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yes. You saw that, right? And Daryl no, Green was, Daryl Green that's, came that's out and was, Daryl Green was talking that he thought that he was talking about how his personal choices as a man, that he didn't agree with that and how da 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 da. And it's just like, when does it stop, man? Daryl Green, of all people? You talking about RG3? One who didn't, he's not on the team. He did absolutely nothing last year. He hasn't even been relevant for you guys in four years. Let it go. Let the man go. Tired of reading the Washington Post columns, Redskins reports. I guarantee you if you go into a Redskins chat room right now, no less than the third column down is something about RG3. You know, it's just about the story. It don't matter what, what they, they, I mean, anything that they can make a story out of, they're going to talk about it. But him, like, it's just always him. And, and it's like, let it go. We had, on my team, and I get it, he's, in our team, we had a similar situation. We had Josh Freeman came in. Let he it lit it up. He was supposed to take us to the promised man. Yeah. He, he was a pro bowler, and the future was bright. Yeah. And he just sucked after that. And nobody in Tampa's talking about him. Like, they didn't follow. He went to several. He made a couple other stops here and then there. Tampa's not talking about Josh Freeman. Just let it go. Like, you fooled us. Our bad. Let it go. Tampa's not D.C. Yeah. No, apparently not. Anyway, um, anything you want to say about the Packers-Jaguars uh, game? Um, just 
Did you see the throw Aaron Rodgers made while the guy was on his shoulder? Yes, yes. That man is unreal. He yeah. is. Yeah. He really is. He's he's you know, he's got a lot more time left on his career to put to collect the hardware and his stats, but right. I don't see how like he's not the best quarterback ever lived. You know what I mean? Right. Like just from a tool standpoint, right. like in terms of I'm not really sure what his weakness is. Jacksonville, um, but they 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 stayed in there and fought. You know, I thought this game would be a lot further away score wise than it was. TJ um, Yeldon, twenty one carries for thirty nine yards, dude. Yeah. That is like a lot of carries and going absolutely yeah. nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. But hey. That's what Jacksonville does though, is stay in there and get numbers. That's what they do. You watch a Jacksonville game and they, they get your numbers. They they they'll get you the, the fantasy numbers. That's the team. Uh Ravens Bills. Tyrod Taylor, nothing. Literally, absolutely nothing. Didn't see this game. I just had a Buffalo fan over the house. And I just kept hearing him scream at the TV. <laughs> I was about to say, hearing him say what? It wasn't, it wasn't oh, good. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't good. Tyrod Taylor completes 15 passes for 111 yards and, and then rushes five yeah. times for 11 yards. Yeah. He was a complete non-factor. Um, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy. Obviously, they're stacking the box against him. This, you know, what I took from this is exactly what I told you, and it was identical, like it happened. Mike Wallace is going to be Ted Ginn. Like, not a lot of people talked about that signing over the year, yeah. but it's going to be the same. You see that stat line, three for ninety-one. With mm-hmm. that's the Ted Ginn stat line. Thirty like, yards. Yes, catch. yes. Yeah. He had the one catch for sixty yards. And I'm sitting here with a Ravens fan, and I'm like, you know what? That, that's what he's going to get you. If he catches the ball three times, one of them is going to be for 50-plus yards. Yeah. And on any given day, it could be three catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? And for a guy like Flacco, who can throw the ball down the field, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't – like I said, I didn't see this game, so I don't know where it went wrong for Tyrod because I actually thought Tyrod had a good year last year. He looked good in the preseason. I, I've seen him make – Great throws down the field. Well, remember, this is his old team. Yeah. So, you know, they might pretty much got that Tyrod book. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they know that's where he was for at least two years, maybe even more than that. Yeah. So that might just be like, we know him inside and out, and we know what he can and can't do, and, you know, a little bit tougher for him. But, I mean, the Ravens, like, I, I don't think that's a really good Ravens team. No. And, you know, they they, they pretty much strangled the Bills. And you got to wonder, are we seeing the end of Rex Ryan? Because I, I don't think Rex Ryan's leash is that long. His leash isn't long at all. Um, they keep going on his road. I mean, they got another tough defense coming up Thursday. The Jets, his old team. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get no better, but I do. I, I do think Tyrod's pretty good, and I think he'll he'll be better. And Sammy Watkins, we find out afterwards, could be sitting down for as much as eight weeks, if that's, not the season. That's not going to help at all. <laughs> not at all, man. Not, not at all. And that's uh, that could be huge. You know what I mean? Like, re- really huge on, on a team. He's a talented player, a very, very, very talented player. Yeah. And they need him. And you can't start the season off like that. Dave, what's up, Dave? One of the original um, barbershop uh, members. Thank you for checking in, Dave. Um, A1, if there's any comments of any Shaquille spots or anything, I don't know. I haven't seen Shaquille. Okay. A1, make, keep, make sure you keep those comments uh, updated for us, A1. Mm-hmm. Um, Bears, Texas. Brock Osweiler, debut. Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller, 28 carries. That was, that was like a month's worth of work for him when he was on the Dolphins. Hey, man, that's what they brought him over there for. Get that man his touches and, you know, let me slow the game down. Yeah. What, what, um, 
The Texans got a defense, obviously. Um, the Bears are the Bears, though, right? The Bears are. The, I mean, I, and I did expect. I expected the Bears to be a little better this year because um, you got Kevin White back to to go alongside our Sean Jeffries, and I and I thought, and Jay Cutler can really throw the ball. I mean, Jeremy Langford can catch out the backfield, but they got to protect Jay. And you know, Jay just got to be a little a little more humble with his throws, thinking he can fit the ball in any little pocket. But that's just him. He got he got weapons out there, so I mean I I expected a little more from from him this game. Who saw Will Fuller coming out of nowhere? Will Fuller was amazing at um at, at Notre Dame. I didn't I didn't know he had come out this early and do this, but I, I like him. Yeah, I mean if if you can have, if he can do that and and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. like you know that's that's something to take notice of. It is. You know I I don't know what the expectations are for the Texans, but after watching the the Colts. I don't see why you the Texans shouldn't be over there thinking that they can win the division. Yeah, I don't see, especially when um when 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 my man get back healthy. Yeah, so I mean that's Davian Clowney had a sack, two tackles for a loss. They did lose Brian Cushing though yeah. for the year, yeah. but I, I, the thing is, is that I think they've pretty much over the years grown accustomed to playing without him because he right. seems to be hurt all the time. Right. Um, but yeah. Texans Texans impressed me. The Bears were pretty much what I thought they were going to be. Now, the shock of probably the biggest shock for me all weekend, we get into this next game, is Eagles-Browns, and that's Carson Wentz. I will admit that in a fantasy league, I went out and picked the – I didn't – you know, I do the streaming defense thing, so, you know, none of the good – there's not exactly good defenses available. But I went and signed up for the Cleveland defense, not because of them, but I know – we all know what rookie quarterbacks look like. In their first game, turnovers, touchdown, uh, mm. interceptions, fumbles, all of that, and got none of it. Not Car- at all. Carson Wentz went out there and um, handled his business. Two seventy-five, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Was only sacked twice. Um, you know, he looked he looked good, and I must say, I I was I was not expecting that. I was impressed. I thought he looked good too. I was telling um Kevin, one of our um Eagles fans, in the preseason, you know, one game he played, the stats didn't look that great. And um, the game came back on, and I watched it, and it was like five, six drops. And I was telling, I was like, "Man, that kid played well." They was dropping the ball. That's why his stats ended up looking the way it did. He drove them down the field, you know, almost every time. And he did, he did the same thing um, the other day against Cleveland. He looked good. As Lover listening, I know he was actually supposed to be here. If he's listening, or if you if you're right there uh, typing Lover, I, I am interested to hear, or anybody else for that matter who's an Eagles fan. If you if we got any Eagles fans over there on the timeline. Let me know uh, what your thoughts are about Carson Wentz and your uh, Wentz. How do you pronounce it? Is it Wentz? Wentz. Wentz. And what your uh, thoughts are of uh, um, of the future with him? He did. He did look good. I was I was impressed by him. And and on the flip side of that, you know, probably even the most anticipated debut as we go back to what we were just talking about was RG three, and it was more of the same. Right, literally right back where he left off. This dude just cannot slide, cannot get down. And cannot avoid contact under any circumstances. It's like he he thinks in his head he is Cam Newton or some bigger person because he just has no he just doesn't avoid contact. Well, in that situation there, I, I mean, people are on his back, you know, a lot today about that. And just looking at the play, I don't know what he could have done differently. He I tried to get out of this. bounds. He tried to get out of bounds. And that he lowered his. Really, at, at that point, there was nowhere to go. He couldn't slide. He could have gotten out of bounds. I mean, that's. I, that's not what I want to see my quarterback doing. If, unless your name is Cam and maybe Ben. Yeah, I, I'm not looking for my quarterback lowering his shoulder, you know, throwing shoulder at that. Like, I mean, figure something out. That's what you're just going to end up with. I mean, you, 
like that, that running backs aren't even looking to do that anymore. Like that, that's just mm-hmm. unnecessary it punishment. Wasn't even that big of a hit. He's just a frail guy. Yeah, yeah, kind of like it, Michael Vick. And if, if and if you're a frail guy, you need to start realizing it. You know, the same thing started happening to Vick, but later in his career. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Roberts in his prime right here, right. and I'm not so sure if he misses eight weeks and um, what's the guy's name? Uh, McCown, who has proven he can be a solid fill in. If McCown yeah. goes four and four, even three and five. I'm not so sure that he's handing Robert the ball. I mean, what did you see something out there that was like, man, we got to make sure we get Robert back on this? I didn't think he played bad. Well, he he had some drops, some 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 good drops too that, that would have been first downs. And also, they didn't block. They didn't block for him. It, it, but have you noticed, DJ? That's it's been that way everywhere. They don't block for him, which is there's something for, like I, I I was I think we were both you were heavy on the RG three train wagon at the beginning. Uh, I hopped on the train wa- on, the, on the bandwagon when I thought I felt like people were picking on him with the saying that he couldn't read defenses and he held on to the ball too long. And now, as you as I watch him, and I was watching like the preseason games with the Brown, he does hold on to the ball too long. You know, and and it's not a coincidence that you know he'll play behind this line and get sacked left, right, and center. It looks like the worst line ever. And then Cousins will come in and get sacked once. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like there's things that certain things you just can't deny. Right. And I do, which is really weird because he does seem like a smart guy, and I'm sure he is a smart guy, but he does look like he has trouble reading. Oh, no, no question. I believe he has trouble reading. I mean, when you, when you a guy with a big arm and you just used to playing with these receivers, you could just throw the ball 50 yards down the field every time. You don't, what you got to understand is, and what, you know, I guess guys like Kirk, they understand, you don't got to get a big play every time. You can, you can read, read, you know, dump it down a little bit. You you realize that a guy like Tom Brady has become the greatest quarterback of all time without throwing the ball out of the field. Absolutely. You, you know what I Absolutely. mean? And and Peyton Manning was never even a real bombs away down the field right. type of guy either. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like you you watch our RG three and he just constantly looks like he's looking down the field when mm-hmm. it's like this isn't a video big, game. He's looking man. for the big play every time. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure you have you go to practice and you read and you're told and it's just like it's not about you know, like I said, Tom Brady might go an entire year without throwing the ball over 50 yards right. and still finish with 40 touchdowns and, right. and whatever the case may be. You know, you just got to realize that it can't, it can't be all about that. And he holds on to that ball a lot and he gets, he gets hit a lot mm. and he gets hit in bad positions. But this, this last game, though, they was, they was, they was on him quick. Like it, he, he didn't have much time to do much. And then when he did get the ball out, guys was dropping passes on third downs and drives was over quick. So when, especially when you drop them passes on, on third downs, when you got to punt the next play, and you and you feel like you did everything right that play, you know that that takes a lot of air out of you. I I really want I really me you and probably a whole lot of people really wanted to see what was going to happen, and it yeah. looks like we might not even get a chance to ever see that. Probably not. It looks like right about now the next thing for Robert Griffin is next stop thirty for thirty. You, you know <laughs> what if I told you? <laughs> One guy whose best career would be his best year would be his first year. Right. You, you know what I mean? And it just like never happened again. Like it just never happened again because there's no guarantee he gets this job back. There's no guarantee that as of right now, they're not even saying he's guaranteed to come back this year. And what are the Browns going to do? Come back next year with a, um with him as the starting quarterback, knowing good and well that he can't. The chance of him lasting 16 games are zero. I don't think anybody was expecting the last 16 games, but I think anybody was thinking one. That's good luck to him, man. Good luck. I, I'm I'm rooting for him. I think there's a lot of people rooting for him, but it's starting to look like yeah, that just might not be happening. Um, Vikings Titans. 
Um, Stefan Diggs show again. It's rough out there. Sean here watching him, man. It's rough out there. They they didn't they didn't let Adrian Peterson didn't see one hole. Do you have any bit of you saying like the Adrian Peterson that we know is gone or not at all? Okay, not at all. He didn't even get a chance to to even break loose at all that game. And did I mean their defense won the game? I mean I picked Tennessee in this game because I actually thought Demarco Murray and Derrick Henry would would do more. And I thought Marcus Mariota started off playing pretty well. Um, I like Marcus Mariota. I think this team's going to be okay. But them them turnovers. You see Andre Johnson scores. drop a touchdown. Yes, and I and I, every time I see so one of these top him, guys drop drop, and it was a few guys on Sunday that dropped some some wide open key key balls, and I'm and I'm thinking I'm telling guys who's over watching house, if that was Ted Ginn, it'd be on Sports <laughs> Center. Everybody seems to think Ted Ginn's the only guy that no, drops touchdowns, drops that drops passes. <laughs> Which drops Andre more. Johnson, one of the best receivers ever, dropped a wide open touchdown. He's kind of been known for that throughout his career too, though. Well, Andre, yeah, I, I haven't really heard that. I, Anyone just making up stuff? No, like that, I mean, he's been known to drop balls here and there. Everybody, Everybody does. does. No, 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 I'm just saying. When you look at Ted again, is you know, like uh, Ray Allen's been known to miss a free throw or two. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that's what they I've do. I've seen, I've seen plenty of guys, the best, miss wide open, wide open balls. I was Ted again do it because he's fifty yards past his guy. It just makes it look worse. The, you know, you know the side part for me though is when you're sitting there, right, and you're watching the game. And it comes across, and you see this guy drop, and you're like, "Oh man, who is that?" And you're like, "Andre Johnson." You're like, that he's on the Titans, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, and he's dropping. Like, how do we get here? You know what I mean? Like that. That's the joint that kills you. You're like, who's that guy? Uh, Johnson. Who's that? And like, Andre Johnson. The Andre Johnson. Like, yeah, didn't even know he was on the Titans. I did. Yeah, Other guy funny. says didn't even know he was still in the league, and it's like, damn. And that's what we see you as. Like, funny because I knew he was there, but I forgot. I definitely when he when he dropped the ball, I didn't know it was him until somebody said it after they showed the third replay. I'm like, oh, that was Andre. <laughs> right. I was like, see what I mean? <laughs> that that <laughs> you just hate to see it come to that when it's like, you know, that you were the you were the dude for yeah. a decade. Yeah. And it's like now dudes is not even aware that you were on the Titans. Yeah. Let alone out here dropping touchdown passes and you're thinking to yourself, like, man, that dude Mariota mess around, not even throw to this dude again. Like right. Mariota's yo, he's probably like, who is this guy, yo? You know, that, that, that's just sad that it's come to that. And it's like, Andre, please, uh, please hang it up at least at the end of this year. I would I, I would have loved nothing more than to see him catch that touchdown just cause it's like, yeah, Andre Johnson. You know, he went to Colts last year and it just looked like he was just a year too late. And it was literally a non-factor. Andrew Luck wasn't out there. And, you know, I guess he probably, it's time to hang it up, Andre. It just sucked for the, for the, um, fumbles that led to touchdowns because they, Tennessee actually played pretty well on defense and, Though they gave up the scores the way they did and lose his game. Mm-hmm. 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 Moving on to the uh what's that next one there, DJ? Cincinnati and the Jets. Cincinnati boy. Jarevis Island was Man. AJ Green went there on vacation. And I I felt like the best thing which again Belichick did, when when Belichick had Revis, he he just said Nobody can guard these guys one-on-one, so that's not what we're going to do. And he put Revis on the team's second-best receiver, which allowed them to double-team the number-one receiver. Mm-hmm. And he rode that all the way to a Super Bowl, and it sounds like a pretty smart thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can't – these receivers are bigger, stronger, and faster than the cornerbacks, and and you can't touch them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when they, when they say – these these new breed of receivers, these Julio Jones, Odell, these guys are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". They all running no lower than four four. They can catch the ball with one hand, some of them with one finger, in any position. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like 
Revis is not Revis was never even a four four in his prime. I mean, and he's not even six anything. I'm pretty sure he's getting paid a lot more than AJ Green is. <laughs> he's getting paid a lot more than just about anybody yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. And he he's gotten his career earnings, I think, is over a hundred million dollars. He oh, does a absolutely. new contract every year. Yeah, absolutely. For like twenty million every yeah. year. Yeah. That's which is also amazing that he's the only guy non quarterback I mean, like that's just weird how he parlays that every year to just be like, I know I'll sign a five year deal. I went out. <laughs> like immediately. And I just want more money. He had a long day on Sunday, I'll tell you that. He says probably not one of my best games. You think? Is that AJ, what he said? Yeah. So it's not one of my best games. Yeah, I, I would say that. I would definitely <laughs> say that. AJ Green was out there doing whatever he wanted. I mean, the Bengals were just more of the Bengals. And they still only lost by two points, though. One? I mean, one point, I mean. Yeah. 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 It could have, it could have been, it could have been worse for them. That's, I, I thought, um. Forte had a little Forte, bit more. He had a little Forte, bit more in the tank than I thought he did. Yeah. Forte, Forte looked, he looked, he looked pretty good. Uh, and then Fitzpatrick throwing an interception at the wrong time again. Yeah. That's, you know. Happens. <laughs> happens to him. <laughs> um, Raiders Saints, Black, what's up? Uh, going for two. On the what do you think of that? I remember I was sitting here, I was watching, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> when, when he when they were saying it was going for two, I'm like, "Man, this is the type of call that's going to cost this man his job." Mm-hmm. I thought it was mm-hmm. a horrible call. Mm-hmm. And then like, what, what happened? It was a timeout or something. I think they was rethinking it. Then I I turned my head and turned around, and they're throwing it up. I'm like, "Man!" From from what I saw was Derek Carr said, "Off rip, we're going for two. Yeah. And I thought, and then they kind of time out. So I was like, yeah. "I was." Coach being like, dude, you're tripping. Like, yeah. you don't, you know, so I get it. You're caught up in the moment and you're feeling good. But then when they called a timeout, I definitely was like, okay, they're definitely going for the field goal. And they come back out. And then on top of it, like a jump ball, that's not even the success rate of that is, you know, 50 50 at best. <laughs> yeah. And you just yeah. throw a jump ball, like, threw a great ball. He threw a great ball. He made a great catch. Hey, man. It worked. It worked. It look, it look, you look like a genius when it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, easily could They'll be calling him the dumbest coach in the league. And yeah, and and calling for your job. Yeah, when you do stuff like that. Um, Drew Brees, I tell you one thing, that boy cooks fast. It, I, I, fast. I did a prediction this game when they had the ball at like the one yard line. I said Drew Brees is about to throw a ninety nine yard touchdown. And it's the same exact play. Really? Yeah, same exact play he threw. And I wanted to say cooks, but I did couldn't say it in time because they hiked the ball. He went right up top, man. Man, that dude was. And the thing is, you see how like the dude behind him just started getting smaller and smaller. Like, I mean, he was gone. Like he was leaving that dude. He looked like Usain Bolt and the and them other yeah. dudes coming around the corner. Like he was just, he just left them. Hey man, Drew said, "Pay me my money." Pray, pray, Drew Brees got his money and went out there and earned it, man. Absolutely. He looked good. I yeah. mean, all that, and he still got a loss. Yeah. I mean, the, the he can the, only do what he can do. Yeah, the Saints. The defense is horrible. Yeah. Saints defense is horrible. Uh, Latavius Murray looked good at times, but still only finishes with 60 yards on, uh, on 14 carries. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr looked good. Amari Cooper, amazing. Mm-hmm. Crabtree, hell of a play. Uh, the Raiders have pieces. Raiders have a very good young team. I, I, I like, I like him. I didn't see a lot of, um, we, we didn't, we didn't see a lot of Khalil Mack. He wasn't, you know, he didn't really pressure Drew at all, but still love him. I mean, I like the Raiders. There, there's a lot to love. You know, there, there's, 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 there's a lot to love about the, uh, the Raiders, but me, maybe it's just because of my experience with the Raiders. I, I just feel like organizations are bad, not players and not teams. And I'll believe it when I see it. I, I feel like we've seen this before. I feel like we've seen the young Raiders team that's going to be here and then it just never happens. Yeah. And, um, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, if, if they do another eight and eight year, what they do last year, eight and eight or seven and nine? I'm not sure. I don't remember. 
black, you can let me know. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. I, I don't want to deny anything. Car, I, pieces wise, no denying it. Their car looks good. Tavis Murray looks good. Amari Cooper and Crabtree, very good. I feel like Crabtree is so undervalued and that's all because of one man. My man completely ruined that man's career. Um, Richard Sermon just like came out, called that man a bum and you know, it was, you don't try a man like a bum like that. Remember when he did the thing and it was just like, Crabtree's not a bum. Like, where, where, where did that come about? Right? Crabtree's a pretty good receiver. All uh, said, they're, um, seven and nine. The yeah. seven and nine. So eight and eight this year would be a one game improvement. The, the, um, I feel like the division is open for the taking. So, you know, with, with, uh, the Broncos as the front runner, obviously, but the Raiders have the pieces. So let, let's, let's just see what happens. Yeah. You know, um, Chargers Chiefs. Let me ask you this though, real quick. If that's your coach. And like it's easy for us to watch that because it's not our team. Mm-hmm. If if the Giants score da 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 about to go in overtime and coach goes for two, what are you at home saying? This guy's crazy. It's better work. <laughs> right. Okay. Because if it doesn't, you're like, are you serious? Yeah, I'd have been upset. <laughs> right. Okay. I got you. Cause that's the same thing I'm thinking. It's the same thing when it's not your team. It's like, oh wow, you know, this is fun. Let's go for it. Yeah. When it's your team, you're like, are you serious right now? Because because all you picture is that jump ball going out of bounds, and it's just like, so we just came down here and scored for nothing. Right. That, and that hurts. That, that definitely hurts. Um, Chargers Chiefs. Um, Alex Smith, Alex Smith played well. Alex Smith. Spencer Ware came out of nowhere. Yes, he and, did. Um, Had a hell of a game. Yeah, I mean. 130 on the receiving and another 70 on the ground. And Miss Jamal Charles. That's what I'm about to say. I'm not sure we're going to see, I'm not sure Jamal Charles is getting that job, uh, back. Oh, I'm not, I wouldn't go that far, but. He he had a he had a hell of a game. You keep doing that. I mean, you come back and if it's a job back, it's fifty fifty. You know, I still I'm still not going that far. But Spencer Ware is going to be getting his touches. Like he he's definitely going to be getting his touches. Yeah. So um, you know, Chiefs look good. Chiefs for they were down for the majority of the game and had a comeback. This one went into OT. Um. They were down by I want to say like almost twenty points. Yeah, I'm watching this. I'm watch. I didn't see the game. Looking at the score, I'm like. Why can't the Chiefs score on San Diego at home? I didn't. They had three for a long time. Melvin Melvin Gordon came out the blue and finally decided he wanted to score. He spent his entire year last year with no touchdowns yeah. and had and had two had two in this one. Man, Woodhead is that dude. Just they give that dude the ball nonstop, man. Yeah, like sixteen carries and then another five receptions mm-hmm. on seven targets. That's a they, that's a lot of Danny, Danny Woodhead, man. I mean, he got more carries than Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's uh. You know, I, I, the Chargers again, I think, I, I, I see a lot of losses in their future. They played, they played, they played better than I expected them. They did. Play. They absolutely did. Now, I don't know if it was a combination of them playing better or the, um, Chiefs playing bad, but it might be a combination of both because I'm, you're right. The Chiefs were stuck on three for quite a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, San Diego isn't exactly known for its defensive, uh, prowess. Um, Dolphins, Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Of course, when I draft him, all of a sudden looks real regular, and <laughs> and he gets hurt, yeah, and he hurt his heel, and he looked and he said he wasn't the same after that. Um, Dolphins. That was surprising. I thought, uh, um, I thought Miami Miami defense held held him down. Yeah, they did. I didn't, I didn't think they would be able to, especially in Seattle. Yeah, now that the, the Miami defense came to play, um, I believe Mario Williams left in the first quarter, if if I remember correctly. But uh, the Miami defense, led by Sue, 
they actually came to play and they held them boys in check. Uh, Russell Wilson never really seemed to be himself after he uh, got injured. He was limping, and I don't think he even ran the ball after that. Um, Tannehill and, the, and Dolphins, more of the same. Ten points, man. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I didn't expect much of them going to Seattle. No. I also didn't no. expect their defense to hold up like it did. No, you're right. I mean, going into, you don't want to hold anything against anybody going into Seattle. That, that is, that is very fair. 10 points, but you're right. I, I, I'll agree with you there. I don't want to judge anybody on that. Sue Ann Williams got a sack. Yeah. Um, Lions Colts. Andrew Luck was out there definitely. That, um, I, I was listening to a, one of the shows and I drafted Andrew Luck and I think like damn near every league I have except for one maybe. And, I was watching the report. There was a sports stuff. Yeah. Got the Kool-Aid. And they were just talking about, like, what is actually surrounding Andrew Luck. And I never really factored that in. And it's just like, they have zero offensive line. They have four rookies on the offensive line that they all just drafted. And another, and a brand new center. And it's just like, and remember earlier during the preseason that they weren't playing him because they didn't think that they could protect him in the preseason. Like, <laughs> they didn't want him to get hit. And it's like, that's the offensive line you're going to be playing within the season, though. Yeah. So, if you don't want to play him in the preseason because you have zero uh faith in the offensive line, like, that's just not a good look. And, the, you know, then they brought up the point. The Colts had three different quarterbacks last year who finished the season on IR. Had season any injuries. Three different. And then you started going back and thinking, like, remember Andrew Luck was already playing beat up and hurt. And then he ended out with a lacerated kidney. Then they come in and bring in Hasselback, who gets beat to death every single week, so he just can't take it anymore. And he ends up in the hospital. Then they find my man, uh, Josh Freeman, off the street, and he ends up on the on the on the <laughs> IR. So you know, I don't understand how you can invest all this money in. It's like if you buy a hundred thousand dollar car and you don't even have a garage to put it in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not going to protect Andrew Luck. He's just getting beat to death out there. Yeah, and Matt Matt Stafford played a lot better than I thought. He did. I'm thinking with Andre, I mean, with Calvin Johnson not being there, he's gonna he's gonna really stink it up. He, he actually played he actually played great. Theo Riddick looked good. Theo Riddick out of nowhere, and and our and Ty in our league, he picks up Theo Riddick and Ware, two waiver wire running backs who wouldn't have got drafted. Nope. Probably in no league. Nope. He picks him up and, and does work. He, both of them score two touchdowns. It does work while while Riddick's numbers are are good, he looked even better than his numbers. Yeah, he looked like Reggie Bush out there. I was like, I think he had the same number too. He's like twenty five. Like he looked good and fast, and I was like, okay, he looked like a a, a real the real deal. He looked um he looked good. And Andrew Luck still put up his numbers. I mean, they were losing. Yeah, he and tried they, to bring him and back. And he brought him all the way back. They he yeah. when he like got it. off the when he got off the field, they were winning. And then their defense let uh he scored. He brought him all the way down the field, and he took the lead thirty five to um. Was it 35 to 32? And then they got, I think they got the ball with less than two minutes and went straight down the field like it was nothing. That Colts team isn't good. Just when I was watching, I was like, man, Andrew Luck is horrible out here. Then I turn around, they came way back. That's what he did last year too, though, a lot of times. And I feel like he's done that a lot in his career that is like he, he digs himself some holes and then goes out there and, and starts playing. That team isn't good. No. That, that Colts team isn't good. No. And, um, they they need to address that. He's wasting years in his career. Yeah, they they are the the Frank Gore. While everybody loves Frank Gore, you got to be kidding me. Like my opening day running back cannot be. What is Gore? Thirty three. I mean, so is D'Angelo Williams. I mean, four point two carry isn't 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 horrible. He, he, he just didn't get the ball that much. 
Gore. Frank, Frank Gore has, should not be your starting running back. That it was funny because a few plays that I seen watching that game, Frank Gore actually the runs I seen were pretty decent runs, but the passes I seen luck were horrible. Well, good. I hope you feel that way with the Giants sign him. <laughs> the Giants sign Frank Gore for their starting running back. Let me know how you feel about that. I want that. Okay. What'd you say, everyone? I just want to throw something in real quick. Going back to the um, drop passes we were talking about. Cause mm-hmm. you said I was just making stuff up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Andre Johnson over his career has had 77 drop passes. To put that in perspective, Larry Fitzgerald is at 24. Larry Fitzgerald was elite. Yeah. Exactly. Ted Ginn last year had 10 drops. Andre Johnson said, Andre Johnson has had two seasons where he had t- at least 10 drops. Yeah, and he also gets 150 and some one of them years almost 200 uh targets. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying compared to like another elite receiver, like they're both elite, Larry Fitzgerald and Andre Johnson. Like he has triple the amount of drops that yeah, Larry Fitzgerald does. F- Larry Fitzgerald is regarded as having the best hands in NFL history. So yeah, uh, 20, 20 something drops over 10, I mean, that's two a year. You know, that, that, that's absolutely, uh, amazing. No question about that. I don't think anybody was accusing Andre Johnson of being, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, but 77 drops over, he's played like 77 years or something like that. He's, <laughs> 13, 13 years? years. Yeah, 13 years. Yeah. With a lot of targets over there in, um, in the Texans. But, okay. Thank you, A1. A1 finally did some reason. And it's two years. First time he's, which first of all, we get, he got well, that this, information like an hour ago. Well, he did this to, to prove his point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he had his own motive because he accused him of making up stuff. Yeah. So he decided, and you see how long it took him to come back with that stuff? <laughs> I, mean, Man. I had it. I just didn't want to interrupt y'all while y'all was in the middle of y'all conversation. That's what you're there for, anyone? Any comments on that that we supposed to miss? No? Okay. Um, go ahead, DJ. Giants, Cowboys. Um, I, I, I thought, your boys, what you think? I thought our, our defense, I thought our defensive line looked good. Um, cornerbacks look good. Money, money's well spent so far. Um, even though Rashad Jennings, he, he, that last drive, he got a lot of key first downs to, um, to, to help us, you know, take a lot of time off the clock and push them a little back, you know, it was field position. I, I want, I would like our running game to be better. Um, Eli, Eli looked good aside from the one stupid pass he threw the interception of Carr when he just standing right there in front of the guy. Um, I'm glad to see Victor Cruz back, caught a touchdown, yes. did yes. salsa. That was, yes. that was huge because I was really, I was really writing him off. Um, as you should. I mean, yeah. the dude missed two years. Uh, rookie, that was good though. How yeah. old is Victor Cruz? I'm not sure. He's, our, our rookie, sec, our rookie second round pick caught a touchdown and got another key third down. That was good. Um, 29. 29 coming up on 30 this year. Right. So um, I'm I'm happy with what I seen from us as far as Dallas. I thought Prescott played well. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott. Um, for some reason with their great offensive line, he didn't they didn't block as well for him. I guess that's where our defensive line came into play. We spent we spent money on them, and I expect them to do that. Um, the question is how long, like, because Alpha Morris ran good. Alpha Moore's dead one. So he's, you wonder if the, with the Cowboys just invested so much with a fourth, you know, him being a fourth pick overall, like I wonder if it, it's just his show regardless. You know what I mean? Like, or do we get to the point where we start seeing, cause I don't think you, can you bench, or well, not bench, but can you demote the number four pick overall in the future? If it, if it continues this way, I think it'll happen. I don't think it's going to happen, um, Overnight. next week. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, Ezekiel did score for them. 
But Alfred, you know, Alfred, that's what he's always done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He barely played last year. Yep. And he that's 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 what he does. I mean, when you don't have that kind of speed, then you gotta have patience. And, you know, guys like Ezekiel, he's young, he's fast, and when you got that speed, you're trying to rush through the holes when you're not, you know, kinda waiting for it to develop. I think Alfred Morris with his running style and his his patience and his veteranship behind um I might have made that word up, veteranship. It's a good word. Um Add that to the dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> um, veteran leadership, I combined the two. Um, I think that's a good match with him in that offensive line. I do too. I, I that's really why I was felt like they could have used that fourth pick and done something else. That's why I was really surprised by the pick because I'm like, Alfred Moss is going to kill behind this line, and then they picked they picked up you know this kid, and you know they know something we don't know. Do they? I don't know. Because I, I feel like Alpha, I mean, it's like, you know, the Redskins just knocked the dude and he just kept doing his thing. And, you know, they went with Matt Jones and they just ran my man out of town. And it's like when Matt Jones got hurt and couldn't hold on to the ball, Alpha comes back in and just does what he's been doing this whole time. Denver, you know, he goes, excuse me, uh, goes over to Dallas and he thinks he's about to be a starting running back. And then, boom, they use the draft pick on that. And then, you know, here we are. This The rookie kid goes in there, averages two and a half yards a carry. Alpha Morris does what? At, doubles that, you know, and, and averages five yards a carry. And essentially almost matches him in yards with a third of the carries. You know, so, you know, I, 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 and, he's, and the thing is, is, this idea, yes, he has a lot of carries, but Alfred Morris is actually young, though. He's not even mm-hmm. old. Yeah. He's like 26. Yeah. You know, um, but you got, what, what do you think about, uh, Terrence Williams? Um, well, that play, I, I kind of didn't feel like, well, looking at it again, maybe he could have ran and just dove out of bounds, but, Watching it when I first seen it, I thought that Cromarty jumped on the left side, jumped on the outside, whereas though he made him cut up the field and he couldn't, um, he couldn't get out. Well, I mean, he owned it and yeah. his, his explanation was, I mean, was pretty good. I mean, it was third down. Um, he was trying to get the first. I mean, but that still would have been like a 60 something yard field. 60, even, yeah, which is definitely no, uh, not automatic. No. By any stretch of the imagination. But that being said, I know you feel terrible. You have to feel terrible. Yeah. I mean, you got a team full of locker room full of guys yeah. that you feel like you let down. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be okay though. I just, um, I think Dak Prescott and, and Dez Bryant got to, you know, connect a little more, but I feel like every route Dez ran was just straight down the field. <laughs> Cause the, the, Dak Prescott didn't get touched. The offensive line held up great for him. The thing though is that they say, I was listening to one of them and they're saying is that, you know, you got a rookie quarterback making his first start. And it's not a coincidence that Jason Witten, who makes his living seven yards and under, and Cole Beasley, who also makes his living seven yards and under, mm-hmm. get 14 and 12 targets. Right. While, though, like you said, Des Bryant is just running straight down the field. And, you know, I'm not sure you want your rookie quarterback just going bombs away game one. Two, by the way, Des Bryant is majority of the time double covered. Yeah. Also, you know what I mean? So um, Des was pretty cool about it after this one. You don't know how long that's going to last. I'm not so sure he's going to go. They've for, had that. They've had that conversation already after the game, before probably, they, before they showered. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, absolutely. So it'll be itch. But see, that's when you want to start protecting your rookie quarterback because you're absolutely right. They had that conversation. But the last thing you want is him forcing things and feeling like, you know, absolutely. he has, to, he has to get this right. guy the ball. That's why I said they got to, they got to find better routes for him other than just running him because they run him down the field. Okay. Let him take take away the safety, then we'll hit Jason Wynn under or we'll hit Cole Beasley running under. That's what's open. The kid got to throw to the open guy. Because mm-hmm. a few times he, he did throw down to him. One time, one-on-one, Cromartie made a great play. The other time, 
he he caught it, fumbled it, and they they took the touchdown away. See what happens is you've seen it is we've all well documented what Tony Rome what Des Bryant's numbers with Tony Romo he's like the best receiver in football. Yeah. Des Bryant's numbers without Tony Romo like he's off. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And what that comes to is that Des Bryant when you're that good he's always double covered and yeah. he's always being paid heavy attention mm-hmm. and Tony Romo throws in the double coverage and if it gets picked off well, guess what he's Tony Romo it's okay. Mm-hmm. Rookie quarterbacks throwing in the double coverage forty yards down the field not a good look for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to be walking back to the sideline explaining, like, yo, what are you doing? And, you know, like, I've seen Romo do it. Like, you're not Romo. Right, right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and Dez is kind of looking at you like, man, I'll get him next time. Just do it again. It's like, no, I can't do it again. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Coach told me if I do that again, I'm not going to be on the team. Right. And Dez is like, man, don't worry about Coach. I got Coach. I got you. I, I got you, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's pretty much how that goes, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Dez is like, yo, yeah. I'm open. Trust me, I make that play all the time. Well, at coach- this point, I feel like Dak's okay. Romo's injured. Dak's yeah, no, not, no, absolutely. Dak's not going to get pulled. No, so no, yeah. obviously he can't get pulled. <laughs> yeah. But the point is is that, you know, it's not a good look for him yeah. to just be throwing into double coverage, you know, on your rookie, uh, as a rookie quarterback. Um, Patriot Cardinals, man. Let, let, let me just say, the not that this is anything new. Car- uh, Patriots and Spurs. It, it it's a way of life. <laughs> yeah. And we sat here the other day and we were like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell either one of us was thinking when we act like they can't win or that they won't be. Now, in hindsight, now, look, first of all, it's like they could go 16 and 0. You know, you know what I mean? You look at their schedule. The next three games are at home. Then Brady comes back. You know, he's going to be pissed and he's going to be trying to score every single time down. And it's just like without Gronk. Without Deion Lewis, without Tom Brady, mm-hmm. they go into Carolina and beat a team who into, many think Arizona. Excuse me, uh, Arizona, and beat a team who many consider the best team in football. Uh, in, you know, in the NFC, yeah. and they and they beat them without yeah. literally just grab guys. And it's like it's the Patriot way. It's it and just like the Spurs, you know, it's the Spurs way, and it, and it's just a system mm-hmm. from up top that it's like it's proven. It works. Do it. Right. Can't agree more. I've been saying I've been saying this for a long time. That's why a lot of the conversations I've had when it comes to Brady versus Manny, I'm just like, and I've I've gained a lot more respect for Brady over the years than I you know I did before. But I'm like, it's they have a system, they run it well, they can plug another guy in there, and the other guy's going to run it well too. And that's that's how I feel. And and as far as that is, I mean, I thought Jimmy, I thought Jimmy looked great. I thought Jimmy even made some throws that I don't even know if Tom would have made. It, it, and it's like the com, the common denominator is that Tim, Tom Brady and Tim Duncan both buy in all the way. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, so same way, like Tim can slide out and you can put in the next guy and it's like, yo, this is our system. This mm-hmm. is what we do. Everybody does it. Right. If you don't do it, you won't be here. Right. And if you do it, you're going to win. Right. Period. And I'm watching like Julian Edelman. He looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He looks like Wes Welker 2.0 right. better. Um, the only thing is the, the one who is not repla- uh, irreplaceable is Gronk. Nobody looks like Gronk. No. Like they, they just don't. I can tell you they went and got Martellius Bennett, who was a Pro Bowl tight end. And he damn sure ain't Gronk. Right. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't really get a lot of targets, but yeah, no, he's, he's not yeah, Gronk. He's not Gronk. Um, Gronk is, he's one of a kind. Um, but the, the New England system, just just all the way around, and it's like mm-hmm. everything they do is going to certain teams, and and it's like this is the difference between the Cowboys and the um, excuse me, and, and uh, the Patriots. 
certain teams find ways to win and certain teams find ways to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the Cowboys, for the better part of the last decade plus, it's like they, they just find, like that Kevin Williams, Terrence Williams play, like that's just, that, that doesn't happen on the Patriots. You don't watch Patriots and it's like, oh man, that kind of squandered away. You know what I mean? It's like you, the game is going to be close and you're like, I don't know how, but they'll find a way to win. And it's like when you watch the Cowboys, like, I don't know how, but they're going to find a way to lose. Right. And I don't feel like Arizona played bad. I thought Larry Fitzgerald looked good. David Johnson looked good. It was just, well, this, this, this one kid, Jefferson, who was a running back like two years ago, I thought they took advantage of him. Um, <laughs> right, right. One play up top looked like he thought he was in his own and mm-hmm. ran straight down to, uh, yeah. what, what was that guy's, uh, I never heard of the, what was it, uh, what was the receiver? He ran straight down untouched for, for the touchdown. Nobody even guarded him. Was it Chris was it Hogan? Hogan. 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 Yeah. So he um yeah he ran right by him. He stopped like they was in like a yeah he two, thought he thought somebody was yeah you know, nobody nobody was there and they they kind of you know took advantage of him. Patrick Peterson didn't get much didn't get much action at all. Um, but um, Patriots just I hope they I'm, I didn't give up on Arizona yet. You, you know as I watch um as I watch uh, Arizona. And I see, I'm starting to feel like Carlson Palmer is just that guy who's just always going to be one hit away. Type, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it just like always a bridesmaid, but never a bride. It's like he, he's, he came into the league, number one pick. He, he, for the most part, lived up to his expectations. But he's had a lot of bad seasons or bad games, I should say, that kind of get swept under the rug. Like, mm-hmm. And let's not forget that the last time we saw Carson Palmer, that game against Carolina, that arguably could be the worst game I've ever seen any quarterback play. Right. Like, and and nobody nobody mentions that. Mm-hmm. Remember, at one point he had more interceptions than completions. Yeah. He's like four interceptions that were equally all of them were bad. It's like each interception just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And there's a lot of talent on that Arizona team, like a lot of talent. What you got there? Yeah, nah, he he's um he he a fan. Who? Oh, you talking about me? Yeah, that's my oh, okay. that's my cousin. Yeah, he he a Tampa Bay fan too. Yeah, um, so Carson Palmer, he got all the weapons in the world. He had a great year last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Carolina, I mean, excuse me, not Carolina, Arizona. If I'm Arizona this morning, I'm scratching my head like, how do we just lose to at home to a team that didn't have his quarterback, his tight end? Or it's running back. Because the guys they failed them did the same exact thing that the guys were gone is going to do, with the exception of maybe Gronk. Yeah. That's, if I'm Arizona, we need to win that game. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think they took it, I think they took it for granted. Yeah, I, I think, and I'm not so sure Carson did himself any favors by poking the bear before the game talking about Tom Brady. I just felt like he was being honest. Absolutely. What did he say? He's like, you cheated. You got caught. You need to do the crime. You did the crime. You need to do the time. I think it was, was his exact, uh, was his exact phrase. Um, Patriots, I, Patriots are right back to where they're supposed to be. And if, if they can, I, I easily think three and one was in question, if not even four and oh was in question. And then from there, we've already seen what, what Brady does when he gets pissed and, you know, Gronk's just resting up to get healthy. Patriots cruise right back. To where they were, thirteen wins, twelve wins, home field advantage, mm-hmm. and then some. Some poor team is gonna have to go 
to Foxborough in December or January to try and get a a, a victory, and we know how we know how that goes. Yeah. Um. Next one. What's the next one? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh you go. A one. You want to go? What you? What you? What? What did you see? A one. Give me your. I want to know how your day went. Yes, you actually went to the game, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Let me. Let me give me an insight into your game. Let me. Let me hear through you mentally. You're going to the game, and you're like, "This is us." Today we show the world. I like that. What are, What are you thinking? Like going into the game, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking this is our opportunity to go out and do what opportunity is the key opportunity <laughs> to go out okay. and do what everybody says we need to do and beat a good team. Um, at home, perfect opportunity, and and you're feeling good about it. Going, I'm not feeling good about it. No, no, I'm, oh, okay, I'm not, okay. no, I'm not feeling good about it now. Really? Um, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, and I guess I mean, like Bill Belichick would say, we got beat in all three phases of the game: offense, defense, special teams. So, um, but I'm not, you know, Pittsburgh. I think is a great team. Roethlisberger's a great QB. Um, Antonio Brown's the best receiver in the league. D'Angelo Williams is a great running back. They have a great defense. So, um. That's one of the best teams in the league, so I'm not taking too much from that. So you made this more about the Steelers? Yeah, more about the Steelers. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that, again, when faced with playing a good team, Kirk Cousins, again, comes up short? Um, It's too early. I mean, i got to let the season play out and see what happens. I mean, if this ends up being a trend, then yeah, you know. um, I'm not going to be happy about it, but it's just one game. Okay. DJ? Um, Who did you pick in this? I picked the Steelers. Okay. You got me down for the Steelers, right? <laughs> make sure we got the right. I got to check this after the show. Make sure you had the right teams for me. I'll go to, I'll go down. I'll go over there. We'll go over the picks later. All right. But, um, um, I, I'm making it about the Steelers also. Um, I mean, but I did think I, I would have liked to see Josh Norman match up with Brown a little more. And that's just really on the, on a defensive coordinator. I do like Breland. I like Breland. I think Breland just had a rough night and he just got, he just got caught in some, 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 some situations that I think really surprised him. On fourth and one, you're not yeah. expecting the quarterback to throw a top. Yard bomb. Yeah. You're yeah. not, you're not expecting that. That's, that's, that's just, that's almost as risky as that's two point conversion. Mm-hmm. Like run the ball or throw a little comeback or something. You went mm-hmm. up top on fourth and one. And then, and D'Angelo. Who I felt like was probably supposed to help him didn't help. He's behind the whole play. <laughs> and then on the next one again, third and three, and he just beat him up top again with no help. And aside from that, I mean, just the little dip and dunks, he's he gonna get those those comeback routes. You can't really stop him from doing that. But I think Pittsburgh is just really good, and they're playing without some of their top players. A lot of their top players. I will say I I would I like that thing of that that about Pittsburgh is that they're unpredictable. Yeah, I think. We play way too predictable, you know. Um, we have a, a short yardage situation and we run it because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Pittsburgh, you know, they throw, they air the ball out, you know, right. they do things unconventional, you know and, what I mean? And Pittsburgh defense was really surprising to me because they, they haven't been the defense that no, they, they they've known to be. And yesterday their, um, their defense played, played pretty well. I was impressed by their defense. Um, as far as Kirk, I don't think Kirk played bad. Um, really? He didn't have a running game at all and he got so far behind. Now you gotta throw the ball. They could, they didn't, they couldn't start nothing running the ball. And like I say, Pittsburgh defense played a lot better. I mean, he threw a few picks, but I don't think, I don't think Kurt played. They had 329 yards. From, from a layman's perspective and just watching, the thing that's frustrating as a fan is that you see 
in the offseason of your team. And it's not just the Redskins. It's a lot of these teams. You sign a cornerback and you pay him a king's ransom. And then you watch other number one receivers just go to work and the guy's not even on them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you just be like, why do we pay this guy $70 million if he's not going to be guarding? Mm-hmm. You know, this whole idea, like, I only play the right side. I only play this side. At, at what price range is, is I play any side? Like, what, what price range does that start at? Yeah. Or it's even fine if that's your philosophy and you start that way, but you got to adjust, you know, at the hey. point where you're down like 24 to 13 or whatever, you got to, all right, that's your guy now, you yeah. know? Yeah. Isn't that what we paid for? If you're not going to give him no safety help and they're going to go up top on short yardage downs, he's not going to do no better in that situation. He's going to run past, he might run past Norman easier than he run past Breland. <laughs> now, Breland, I mean, Norman can hold a little better. He can anticipate maybe better. But if he's just going to run past you with no safety help, there's nothing Norman could have done about that either. No, I, I, again, it's just that I'd like to, if I'm paying this guy for that, I'd like to see him on those guys. Absolutely. You know, and, I'm with you 100%. And, and the whole thing we heard about Josh Norman when we signed him was he's going to be on Dez twice a year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on Odell Beckham twice a year. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to want to, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to want to compete in a conference with Dez Bryant and Odell Beckham, you're going to have to sign this guy. And then it's like you sign him and it's like, oh yeah, he doesn't guard this guy. He doesn't guard that guy. And it's just, it just, it's, you just like, you just rather see it. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's like while AJ Green is over there beating down Darrell Rivas, at least you know that he's, you know, that's their best corner. Mm-hmm. Our best corner is on your best receiver. Mm-hmm. It, and it's just like, hey, we just don't have anything else for him. You know, mm-hmm. he's just better than him. Sorry. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else we can do about it. But I mean, for you, you watch these plays in Antonio Brown and, and a game where you know that's their go to weapon, mm-hmm. especially with Le'Veon Bell out, you know, and then certain players I'm watching the Redskins in the tackling. Oh my gosh. Like, D'Angelo Williams is out there just doing what he feels like it. Yeah. And that one touchdown run where both the guys, just, he just stops and they kind of just, they both stop. Breeling again. Got and, then, and then he's like, excuse me. And they're like, yeah. pardon me. And they <laughs> move out, and they move out of the way. And it's like, I don't know how you go from two guys standing in front of you to walking into the end zone. Yeah, man. If I'm a Redskins fan, you'd be like, ouch, that's, and, and this Matt Jones thing, I don't know. This time last year, we were saying, wow. This guy, Matt Jones, is incredible, you know, and, oh, Alpha Morris Day is done, and it's like, here we are again. I, I don't think Matt Jones has done anything since that uh, week one or week two of last year. Well, Matt only got seven carries, and, again, they got behind so much. They they couldn't really run the ball. They were just probably just running the ball just for the sake of being first down sometimes. Just even watching in a small sample size, Chris Thompson looks better than Matt Jones. And I feel like he looked better than him in, uh, I mean, well, obviously Matt Jones didn't play in the preseason, but Chris, Chris Thompson, excuse me, looked better and he looked good in the, in the, in the, um, in the preseason. You know, I, I didn't say much of him. Matt, Matt Jones just, what did you think, A1? Um, I, at one point during the game said, I wish we had Alfred Morris back, you know? Yeah. But I mean, even after that, I mean, even after that, uh, game he had last season, like I'm an Alfred Morris fan, you know, mm-hmm. so. Just because he went out there and had one great game or whatever, like I've always been an Alfred Morris guy. So, okay, I'm interested to see what happens for the for the Redskins. I don't I, again, I, I I don't know how long you can just keep ignoring the fact that Kirk Cousins just doesn't play well against good teams. That I mean, that has to be. Last year it was okay because the NFC East was bad. So if you're banking on the Giants look like they're better, the Eagles look better. I mean, the Cowboys are in the exact same position with an injured Romo again, but you know, I I don't think you can just bank on just picking up all these free wins in the NFC East like last year. 
We're gonna have their chance under. But yeah. So we'll we'll find out what what um Kirk Cousins is made of. But at least luckily for you guys, it's only a one year deal. But then again, the question really becomes: So what if Kirk Cousins does completely bomb? Then what? You get rid of him and start all over again with some, you know? I'm not so sure that that's that's not a good look. I mean, it depends on how how he ends the season. That's why he signed a, yeah. the contract he did. I feel like if if yeah, we'll see. Long season to go. We'll see. And then the worst game maybe in television history. And, and I feel like every time it, – it, it's almost becoming a theme now that that second Monday night game, which one is on some ungodly hour, yeah, which yeah, which ends to tend up being the 49ers, the Chargers, the, because it's a L.A. team, Oakland several times, who uh, I'm sure it's just coincidence, they're all bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been, Since they've started this, which I think is probably about six or seven years now, you know, it's always a California team, which again, like I said, is Chargers, Raiders, 49ers. 49ers were good there for a while. Uh, you know, maybe a Seahawks. It's a West Coast team, and it just doesn't tend to be a good game. And this one here, when I was going to do my picks, I really, I told you when we were doing our picks for, for, uh, for win totals for the year, I told you, remember, when we got to both of these teams. I was like, both of these teams are going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. I wasn't factoring them playing each other. And which where one of them has to, or one of them has to win. And I really had no reason whatsoever for why I picked which one of them, other than, you know, our theme has been throughout the show. When in doubt, just go with the home team. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, hell, give me the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the Rams, Rams are, Rams are bad, dude. They just really are. Yeah. I don't even got much to say about this game. Carlos High played well. Todd Gurley couldn't get loose. Hmm. One, like I said, I think Todd Gurley's more of that to come, buddy. More of that to come. And when we saw what we saw last night, I don't understand how Jeff Fisher can really justify not playing the rookie. Like this team is going nowhere, and if you're not going to go anywhere, go nowhere with the number. Well, one I do. Pick. I do feel like if he was dressed, he probably throw him in there. But he he wasn't even dressed, so he couldn't play. The only the only reason I can I can justify is if the train of thought is. This team is really bad, and I don't want to throw him in there and mess him up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thinking, like, you know, we're protecting him from that. But if it's, you know, he's not good enough to play, screw it. Like, Case Keelum is a backup quarterback. He just is. That, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's can't. He's not an NFL quarterback. Doesn't mean he's not a nice. It just means he's a backup quarterback, and you know that. That's not, there's, there's a hand, there's about 30 guys in the NFL who are backup quarterbacks. And every once in a while, they get starting jobs, and it, which, at which point they prove their backup quarterbacks, Josh McNown, uh, you know, Case Keelums of the world. These guys are backup quarterbacks. I don't even want Case Keenum as my backup quarterback. I, I, I hear you, bro. But I certainly don't want him as my starter. Rams are bad. And that was a bad game. And for a lot of these 49ers fans, they was going crazy like they if I was a 49ers fan, 28-0 victory, I would be happy about that too. But I think it was Steve Young. They're not going to get many of those. I but. think it was Steve Young or her. One of them was like uh, when they were just talking about how bad the Rams' offense was, and they were like, uh, it's not exactly like the 49ers just run up and down the field doing what they want either. Right. You know what I mean? The 21 points is a little misconceived. 28. 28, excuse me, 28 points. Like That was a bad football game. Yeah. I mean, that, that, was, that was hard to watch. And Carlos Hyde did the exact same thing uh, last year. A1, do me a favor real quick. Tell me what Carlos Hyde's uh, week one uh, box score was last week, last year. He, he did the exact same thing last year. And then DJ, we can get into um, we can get into this week's picks before we get out of here. Um, go ahead, DJ. You, you want to start the first picks one? now? Yeah, All right. Um, the the Jets at Buffalo. 
What are you at? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I was looking. Okay. Got you. Jets at Buffalo. Hmm. Um, wow. Interesting to see what happens with Sammy Watkins. If he was in that much pain and it's short week Thursday, I have to believe that even if he does go, he's not going to be 100%. Um, give me the Jets. Yeah. Especially, with that being said, if Sammy's not, if Sammy's not playing, I feel like, um, the, the, the Jets is a safe pick, but I don't know if Buffalo's going to go 0 and 2 and lose at home. I've kind of lost faith in, um, Rex Ryan. A1, you had something for me? Uh, Carlos Hyde, week one last week, 26 rushes for 168 yards. Told you. Two touchdowns. Sheesh. He had a lot better game. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. He had a monster game last year in week one and pretty much kind of vanished after that. I think he had a good game week one and week two, and then that was about it. Is that right, A1? Give me give, give me the Jets also. Um both of us picked the Jets. Hey one, go ahead and put them down. Don't worry about the yeah. yeah. The next game is um Cincinnati's at Pittsburgh. Good game. Division game. Mm. At Pittsburgh. Yeah. Give me Pittsburgh. The Redskins had them looking like world beaters. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, man. Give me, give me, give me Pittsburgh also. I feel like this is a game on Cincinnati's calendar. They feel like, you know, they got a chance of losing. Just, just gotta be one of them. Yeah. It's also one that if they feel like they need to make a statement. They need to make it. Yeah. I, f- I feel like over the last two years, Cincinnati's kind of in a, in a division that's been owned pretty much by the Steelers and, and the Ravens. I feel like Cincinnati's kind of put their flag on the division mm-hmm. over the last two years and won, and, and have won these games, you know, and got comfortable leads and winning the division back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Pittsburgh. Me too. I would not be – that being said, I would not be surprised at all if Cincinnati uses this as an opportunity to remind them that we're still the best team in this division. Mm-hmm. Tennessee at Detroit. Detroit looked good last week. Detroit really surprised me. They did. They, they surprised me. And, I, and Tennessee, I thought Tennessee was going to pull that one out last week. And like I say, two fumbles for a touchdown really, really killed them. Um, I'll hmm. go with Detroit. Yeah, that's the. Got a lot of coin flips so far. Yeah. And which I'm just always going with the home team. But I'll go with Detroit. Let me, I'll go, I'll go out on a limb and take Tennessee in this one. Same team. It's not the same. I mean, Detroit. Detroit went into the Colts and won, and Tennessee lost to Sean Hill. Baltimore, Cleveland. Give me Baltimore. Baltimore, Cleveland. Yeah. No RG three. No Josh Gordon. Give me Baltimore. Yeah, I'll take Baltimore too. Dallas at Redskins. Mm-hmm. Right here, right here. Your rival, right out the beginning. Hey, one, who do you got on that one? <laughs> Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. You feel confident about that? I wouldn't be shocked if we lost. I think y'all win. And I think you probably look pretty good, too. Yeah. Give me the Redskins. Give me the Redskins. New Orleans at New York. The Giants. Isn't it last? That's. Wasn't it last year that you guys had like 
Drew Brees had like 900 yards passing against you guys. And Eli yeah. had like 500 and you guys lost. <laughs> yeah, might have been one. Like, it wasn't last year. It was last year. Or yeah. Yeah. It was recently. Yeah, though. yeah. Okay. In New York? I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking us. I'm, I'm taking the Giants. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do feel like Drew Brees is, you know, our defense is a lot better. I think Drew Brees, he does what he does. Is in New York. Um, I think last year it was there at their place. Um, our defense is better though. And New Orleans can't stop anybody. Their defense man. is horrible. Horrible, too, so, man. Yeah. Give me New York. San Fran at Carolina. Carolina gonna be the breaks off them peoples. Yeah. Um, Miami at New England. New England gonna beat them. Yeah, I don't think, I thought you were about to say beat the breaks off Miami. No. Nah. Miami defense is impressive yeah. against Seattle. So there's no telling. Um, give me New England. Kansas City at Houston. Kansas City scared me last week, man. They did. I'm so not a Brock fan. It's not even funny though, dude. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just I'm just not a Brock fan. Uh, give me. It hurts to say Houston. Houston defense is. That's a tough one. That's some tough games, man. I feel like it's gonna be a bad week. Could lose all of these. <laughs> like really good lose like all of these games. There's only like three of them that I feel really good about. Um give me Give me Kansas City. Okay. Um, Don't even know why. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'll take a different team than you Yeah. Take. I, 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 um, I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with, I'm perfectly cool with that. I'll I'll take whoever you don't take. If you want Kansas City, I'll take Houston. I am I'm cool with that. I'm cool. I'm 100% cool with that. Um, um, I'm interested. Go ahead. I'll take Houston. I want Kansas City, but I'll, 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 I'll take Houston. You sure? Cause yeah, I'll, I'll take whichever one you don't want. Yeah. Just cause they're home. Um, I mean, That's what I was thinking too. I like, I like, I like what Fuller did last week. I think he's going to have some confidence in Fuller along with Hopkins. Um, Mary. Mar Miller. Mar Miller did well. Um, I'll take Houston in that one. Okay. Seattle at the Rams. I really, like, I don't, I'm not sure who the Rams are going to beat. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that, uh, watching Hard Knocks, I don't know if you watched this year, all Jeff Fisher was talking about, we're not going eight and eight again. We're not. I'm tired of going eight and eight. Jeff, no, you're not. you are right. You're not you are not going eight and eight again. I could I could not promise you like you are dead on. My brother, one thing you will not have to worry about is going eight and eight. When he kicked the uh dude, our man Deion Long off the team, he's like, Man, that's some everything that happened in practice. He was like, That was some eight and eight stuff. That was some eight and eight stuff. We're not an eight and eight team. No, you're not, Bo. No, you are not. I'm taking yeah, Seattle. Bring him back I don't care who shows up for yeah. for Los Angeles. Take Seattle. Did you did you see on Hard Knocks when the cornerback like threw a little Temper tantrum? No, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see much of it at all. Me and Lover and Scoob was talking about it. So the cornerback, he's a nickelback, and I guess he felt like he should be a starter. And they were like, "Nah, you're gonna be the nickelback." And the dude just like quit the team. Like on some, I'm in high school. <laughs> so the uh, what's his name? Jeff Fisher standing on the sideline, and he's like, "Where's number 20? And he's like, "He's not here." And he's like, "What do you mean he's not here?" And the, uh, his his position coach is like. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that dude's on a plane back to Florida right now. And so he's like, go look for him. Go find him. So the guy comes back with him. He's got a backpack, <laughs> flip-flops, and he's standing next to Fisher. And Fisher's like, hey, just tell me you overslept, and we're cool. He's like, nah, coach. 
<laughs> he's like, he's like, nah, I ain't oversleep. He's like, just, just tell me you overslept. It's cool. He's like, nah. He's like, I think we need to talk. He's like, all right. Fisher comes into the office. He's just like, looks blown. The dude sits down in the chair and he's like, coach, I just want to play. I feel like I'm good. And if you guys don't want me, release me. I don't care. I don't play for the money. This is what guy says. He says, I don't play for money. I'll go work at Walmart. So the man swear to God, my man said, I'll go work at Walmart. You just look at yourself like, are you who, serious? Who, who, who's the kid? Number 20 is the cornerback. He's got long arms. I, he's, uh, he's pretty good. I mean, he's, they asked him to be the, the nickel corner. Like, he, and that's what Fisher was saying. He's like, the nickel corner is the hardest position to play on defense. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. He's like, it's the most important. It's the hardest thing to play. He's like, you're a starter. You, we start in, in five, you know, he's like, he's like, you're a starter. He's like, nah, I feel like I should be on the outside. And like, Fisher like begs the dude to come back. And the guy says he doesn't want to play. And Fisher tells him this story that I thought had nothing to do with anything. He compared, he tells him a story about when Steve McNair, he says Steve McNair is the end of his career. He gets beat up and he gets hit in the game and he ruptures his spleen. And I go to visit him in the hospital and he says, coach, I don't want to play anymore. You know, like I'm, I'm just done. I'm beat up. I don't want to play anymore. And I tell him, you know, okay. And he comes back next week and he's the backup and the quarterback gets out and he gets knocked out. And I look at Steve and Steve goes in and leads his 90 yards down the field. And he hits the touchdown. It's not that Steve didn't want to play anymore. He just needed the – I'm like, did you just compare a guy getting his spleen ruptured after playing, I don't know, 15 years in the NFL? Yeah. And him saying that he was just done playing football to a guy quitting the team because he didn't get to be named a starter? And I was like, what the hell kind of story was that? I guarantee that was off of TV. There's no way. There's no – first, first of all, yeah. The yeah. guy you, you being announced a nickel cornerback, you quit the team and – don't go out on the field for one. They'll just release you. That's yeah. what I was. That's what I was. I'm like, yeah, you know, already coach, kicked the one guy out for having yeah, a girl in the door. The coach is definitely not going to baby you in that situation. That was definitely for the, for the TV. I was like, wow, my man just bagged it. I was like, that I'm was not, that was terrible. I'm not buying that one. Hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was thinking about it too. I was like, he just begged this guy. Like that's the stuff that happens in high school. It don't even happen in college. Like, oh, I don't want to play. Oh, please play. <laughs> what the hell is that? He could come in. Two minutes late, they might. You know absolutely, I mean, at that level, yes, yeah. that, at that level, absolutely. Unless your name is Todd, you know, like unless you're that guy. Yeah. Nah, definitely not that. So is he off the team or on the team? No, he's, he's on the team. He's on the team. Yeah. I, based on the, based on hard knocks, now, I don't know. Obviously, don't show everything. They didn't look like there was any even repercussions for. Uh, they didn't say nothing about laps. They didn't say anything about fines. Just they cool. We gave him a hug. I was like, thanks, coach. That was a great story. <laughs> and like, thanks. He's like, man, I love you, man. I want you to be, we want you to you too, man. And that was, that was the whole story. If I'm Dion Long, I'm sitting at home, like, but I, got, but I got kicked off for having a girl in the dorm, though, yeah. in the middle of the day. Yep. But that, next, that was random. But go ahead. Next game, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Arizona not going over two. Yeah. Arizona. Arizona. Jacksonville at San Diego. Jacksonville? That was a guess. <laughs> in, case could, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, I didn't know if you were saying Jack, though, Jack, was, Jacksonville, Jacksonville would be my guess. Um, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. Go opposite. Yeah, I mean. Chargers look good for the majority of the yeah, game. Yeah, they did. They did. But then they turned into themselves and, and ended up losing the game up 17 points for most of the game. I'll take San Diego. Why not? Jacksonville, I feel like, is in that same boat as Oakland in terms of 
they got all these pieces. They're young. Yeah. Everybody's supposed to be headed in the right direction. Yeah, I like, I like and, Jacksonville. And, and, you know, whatever. So I'll take Jacksonville, Jacksonville went out there and, and played their butt off against against um, the Packers. Mm-hmm. I'll take Jacksonville. Give me, uh, I mean, yeah, I said San Diego. Atlanta at Oakland. Give me Oakland. Give me Oakland. Atlanta got to prove something, man. Yeah, and I'm going out on the West Coast. Okay, go help them. Oakland, if Oakland wants to be taken for real, you got to win games like this at home. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just be, you know, like with the Redskins thing. It's at a certain point, it's like you got to do more than just beat bad teams and, oh, by the way, play really good and lose to, you know, like, oh, man, they play the Patriots tough. You know, oh, they play good. Like, at a certain point, it's like, no, we need to win these home games yeah. and, and we need to start winning some of these uh, good games. Right. You, you know what I mean? And it's time for it's time for Oakland to do that if we if we're gonna start saying that you know they're good, so I, I'll say Oakland. You need to start if they want to be taken serious. You got to win. You got Atlanta at home. You have to win. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts at Denver. You mean Denver? Yeah, give me Denver, man. I'm uh, I'm starting to. The Colts just really aren't a good team, and uh, Denver aside, from, they just need mediocre quarterback play, and they're they're a real good team. Mm-hmm. And they're at home. Denver, I, I'm really recalibrating my um, expectations for Denver. I, I, Denver is right back in there. If we were to do the show over again, I, I'd say 11, 12 wins. I don't, I'd have to look at their schedule, but uh, Denver's a good team. Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay goes in there and wins. I, 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 you sounded a little bit more um, Sam Bradford, you see him. You sound a little bit more. Uh, not is it? Yeah, Sam Bradford. You sounded a little bit higher on Sam Bradford than I was. Like just, you, just as, just as an upgrade from, from Sean Hill. Hill. So it's more not about Sean I'm, Hill. Yeah, it's more Sam about Bradford. Sean Hill. I'm not, I'm not crazy about Sam Bradford at okay. all. It's more about I me. Mean, That's he, fair. He's, he's competent. He can, <laughs> he can, he can throw the ball. You know, past 15 yards. Okay. That's fair. If, if that was more about Sean Hill, I, yeah. I fully understand that. Okay, I got you. That Ph- makes sense. Philadelphia, Chicago. Stone team. <laughs> I, again, I mean, I can't just go from thinking Carson Wentz is – he'd have to show me again. Wouldn't be surprised if he does, though. Going to Chicago getting the win would be huge. On Monday night? On Monday night. In week two? That's a lot. I'm going Chicago. Yeah, I'm going Chicago as well. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to go uh, – I'll go Chicago. Anything before we get out of here? You got um, a boxing fight. Oh, go ahead. What do you want to say? I might, I might be sending one of you guys a text. Uh oh, what you trying to change? About um, I gotta, I gotta think, think harder on this Jacksonville, San Diego game, and maybe it's Houston, Kansas City. Houston, Kansas City is tough, and so is uh, Jacksonville, San Diego. I, I'm just not really impressed. I, I feel like Jacksonville's or arrow, excuse me, is pointing up, and San Diego. I don't even know if they have an arrow. You know, so with that being said, uh, I'll take uh, Jacksonville. Mm. Nothing Jacksonville has really said to show me that they're out there winning on the it's West in, Coast. It's and in doing San Diego, and they got to fly across mm-hmm. the country right. too. So, anything you wanted to say? What's the uh, performance that really stood out to you guys this week? Individual performance. Individual performance that stood out to me. Uh, Zach went. Uh, excuse uh, me. Off the top of my head, I'm gonna say um, Carson Wentz. Your boy, um, Jameis. Yeah, I was. That was impressive. Yes. 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 Yeah, that's for me personally. The only reason I would say Carson over that is because Jameis, I knew the Carson thing was, I didn't see that at all. Like, out of nowhere. Jameis was more like a, wow, this is happening. You know what I mean? Like, we knew this could happen, 
And it, and it's happening. Carson Wentz, like I saw Jameson was like, wow, this is happening. You know, we knew it could happen. Carson Wentz was like, I can't believe this is happening. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that was the difference. That would be, uh, one that, that, that stood out to me. And that, that, there's a, a few for me. Um, one is, is Carson Wentz. Really impressed by Carson Wentz. Um, the next one is, is two more. Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, He's, he's, he's not getting any, any older, it, it appears. No. He's doing the same things he's been doing. Um, even though they lost the game, I thought he, he did what he had to do to put them in a position to win. The team scored and went for two. And then AJ Green. Yeah. AJ Green. I like, I like the one with AJ Green. Yeah. He, um, he had a lot of fun on that island that he was on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that he, that he visited. Uh, AJ Green is no doubt stood out. And, um, again, I can't say it enough. Uh, the Broncos as a team because Carolina, was the most dominant thing. And I think many, most of us thought, you know, the Super Bowl might have been a little bit of a, not necessarily, I don't want to say fluke, but they just caught him on the bad day. Mm-hmm. And I, Denver showed me that they, they got, they are Cam Newton's kryptonite. Right. I mean, they didn't surprise me as much. I, I picked them to do good. I did think that if they're going to lose a game, this would be one of them. I just thought, um, especially without Peyton and, you know, just, you know, that Super Bowl, you know, coming back the next year, you might not have the same hunger and them losing the way they lost Carolina that they would be more hungry, and it was pretty much the same. I can't put into words how disappointed I am in this RG3 thing, though. I really wanted to see how it played out. Yeah, me too. I, I, I just wanted to see 10 games. And if nothing else, one, wanted to see him do good, but if nothing else, just wanted to see what he what he could be. And I feel like it's going to go down as just an, we'll never know. Yeah, and it's un, it's un, it's unfair. I mean, because I I really was looking forward to when Gordon got back and mm-hmm. to see how they and Pryor and yeah, and yeah how they played together. I mean, I thought Pryor played pretty right. good, exactly. And um, I, I would have liked to see you know them to, together on the field a lot more. And it's not not to say that it still can't happen, but this is a big big setback for him. It, it's it's really start because I feel like once you get really you know once the if it doesn't happen to the Browns, it's like the next step is is back up, yeah. and we have to wait for you know what I mean. Now, Mike Vick had a second act of his career that lasted one year, but you know he had he had a second act of his career where he came back and was, you know league MVP candidate type of stuff. Right. But you know, it, it, but that's the, after he had years and years of success already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. RG three didn't he had that one year and one year. since then it's, it's been bad. You know, with, with Mike, you know he he had to go away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of of his play, right? It's because of what he did off the field. Maybe RG three should be locked up. You yeah. should do some time. At this point, <laughs> he hasn't done try anything. Yeah, he hasn't done enough to, for him to even get back on the field if, if that does happen. Right. No, you are absolutely right about that. You are absolutely right about that. It's just going to be one of those things where it's, we'll just never know. It, it's looking like we're just not going to know what could have been. Yeah. And that I, I, I wanted to badly. I really did. And just, you know, I can't say just that quick. You know, we we're always saying, man, I'd like to watch the Browns game. And it's right back to, we won't be watching the Browns game. As I set up these TVs next Sunday, Browns will not be on one of them. It's right, you know, it's right back to being the Browns. Like, huh? no need to watch that game anymore. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in this week. Um, though, yeah, DJ Boxing Canelo. Any, that's, you said you do nothing to see there. There's always something to see with Canelo. Um, don't know much about the Katie's fighting. So I'm just, you know, expecting, I'm expecting probably a knockout. After this, are we going to see Canelo Triple G? Are you starting to believe no, that that's I just think, not going to happen? I think Triple G, he, he has a mandatory fight against Daniel Jacobs. Okay. So, 
we probably got to get that out of the way. And then hopefully we visit, you know, Canelo a little later. I seen Pacquiao starting to make his tour again. That's your guy. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's, uh, you know, every time he was on uh, Skip's new show there and they were asking him and they were just forcing this man to say he wanted to fight Floyd again and he just refused to say it. But um, you, what, what would you what would you think of that again? Pacquiao is much CTV. I, I'm always tuning in for a Pacquiao fight. He's going to give you an exciting fight. He's going to throw a lot of punches. Um, and, you know, he's going to really give you something. It's not going to be boring. He's going to give you something to look at. Would you want to see a Floyd Pacquiao fight in like 2017? <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't mind saying that because I, I feel like Floyd's always going to keep himself in great shape, even if he's, you know, old. And, and Pacquiao, Pacquiao also, he's older, but I think Pacquiao's always going to be in great shape. And if Pacquiao's healthy, which he claimed not to be the last fight, I would hope it would give us a, more of an exciting fight because that last fight they had, it wasn't, it wasn't that good. Pacquiao wasn't himself at all. And that's, that's what make me be, kind of believe him because I've watched plenty of Pacquiao fights. He's nonstop, um, punches. And against Floyd, he wasn't throwing at all. I'm like, it's not even him. Richard Jeter said, uh, Floyd comeback would be great. To which my question is, why? Like, what would be great about a Floyd comeback? Cause he's the biggest draw in boxing and guys want to see him rather they want to see him. They want to see him lose. They want to see him. That's I mean, his, his, his fights, his wins aren't that great. You know, he don't, he don't land a ton of punches, but people really, they really tune in to see mm-hmm. if he's ever going to lose. Mm-hmm. Outside of uh, him versus Pacquiao, what would be another marquee fight that Floyd could come back and uh and do? None, right? There's fights they can make happen. Um, with Floyd? Yeah, he can. He can. He can fight Pacquiao. I mean, I I still, even though, even though Canelo knocked his face off, I always wanted to see him fight Amir Khan. Um, Floyd? he can fight Canelo again. Yeah, he could fight Canelo again. Um. I don't think he's, I don't think he goes near Keith Thurman. He's a little too young. A little just, I don't, I don't think that's a smart fight for him. Um, I don't know. There's a handful of guys you can If Floyd was to come back, let's say, I think he's 40 now, right? Um, probably. Right there. If Floyd comes back at 41, 42, whatever, fights one of these young dudes, some 27 year old kid, or maybe even Pacquiao for that matter, and he loses, does that change anything? It's like, do you count this post 40 loss? It's almost like the Mike Wizards career thing, you know, like, do you count that? I think Floyd's too smart to even do that. If he comes back, he's not fighting a 27 year old. He's, unless it's Canelo. And cause, but Canelo at 27, he's, he fought Floyd at 21, 22. And he's, he's already had so many fights at a young age. His, his age is a little, a little older than, you know, the number. So what would that but, do for you if a 27 year old Canelo knocked out a 42 year old Floyd? Any loss on his on his on his record takes takes away from the, undefeated. the whole thing undefeated that he's myth. about, right? Yeah, and I think he's just too smart for that. He'll come back and, and fight a, a man. He'll he'll fight, you know, a guy that's a little a little kind of going on the down slope, not a guy that's working his way up. I really wonder a guy who there's two things that we know love he loves money and being undefeated. And it becomes which one do you love more? You know, like yeah. I wonder if somebody said, "Man, three hundred million dollars," which he loves money, mm-hmm. but there's a really good chance it's about to be that one mm-hmm. in the L column, and you start saying, 
what do I love more? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean the average person would be like $300 million. You can put 10 L's in my lost column. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I could get, yeah. okay, but damn, you can say I never want to fight in my life. Yeah. But the thing is, I almost feel like as much as he loves money, I, I think he really loves that being undefeated. Yeah. And because the thing is, the Floyd narrative is being undefeated. You know, it's like, if, if you're not that, then. Right. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's like you really wonder would he put himself in that position. And then you know, but but him being him, if he if he if he does lose, you know what he's gonna do. I've made so much money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 nobody's yeah, ever done this. this yeah, yeah, he's gonna spend it. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. But the fact remains is now is no longer that undefeated. Yeah. I don't know if, if I'm him, and my money situation is good, which I would imagine it would. But that boy spends money like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If if he's established himself that we're it's 100% guaranteed that he can continue to spend money at an alarming rate and never run out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not risking it. Mm. Because, I mean, it, you can go to your grave saying I'm undefeated. But that's when your pride comes into play. When you got people talking about, well, Floyd ain't be him or mm-hmm. Floyd ain't be him or this person could be Floyd. That's where and you knowing yourself and you knowing you're, you're kind of always ready. It's like, all right, man. Let me let me get out here and show these people. Mm-hmm. They keep questioning me. They they're not calling me because they're not. He's calling himself the greatest. There's other few. There's a few people who does. There's a lot of people who don't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, but, but you know, DJ, the thing is, is that and you, those people who don't think he is, he never like. There's nothing he can do that will prove it. You you know what I mean? Like, I mean, look at how many people were saying the the Skip Bayless of the world. If he beats Manny, you know that, and then he beats mm-hmm. Manny. He's, you know, man, he's shoulder, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's That's like Skip, certain bro. people you'll just never, they're always going to say you're not. That, that Skip, but with, with, with me, he, um, he, he's gained my respect more and more. I thought when he, when he beat Canelo, that was, that was, that was a big win. Um, cause I, I'm like, Canelo's too big and too strong. But then I'm also kind of like, I'm like, well, Canelo was he just turned 22 years old. He's too young to be fighting the floor he's an experience right now i think canelo's better but he'll never be the, the greatest because yeah, certain for people right and, and for a lot of people he's too small to be the, the greatest for me but like i think lennox law said something about this like man he's i mean it's a heavyweight you know the heavyweights are the heavyweights they can beat any other weight class i mean you got you can there's no there's no you got muhammad ali fighting george foreman who outweighed him by 30 40 pounds right that's mike tyson fighting guys damn near a foot yeah, taller than him that's like the that's like Floyd fighting like Kovalev. <laughs> right. no, like, there's no way. Right. There's no way you can win when you fight somebody that much bigger than you. But Muhammad Ali, the fight he was supposed to actually die in, mm-hmm. nobody picked Muhammad Ali. He had zero chance to beat George Foreman, and he goes up there and knock him out. Yeah, no, nah, you can't. You can't. You can't change those narratives. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely can't. And, and the same thing with um Holyfield. Yeah. Holyfield's out there fighting guys yeah. literally twice his size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and trading with him, not doing the Floyd thing out there, trading punches Stand with, him, the of the with ring, Riddick Bow and yeah. stuff like that. You know, yeah. Riddick Bow's literally twice that guy's size, Absolutely. and he's yeah. doing it three times. Right. right. You know, so I mean, you, 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 I, I'm with you. All right. Well, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, make sure you catch us next week for um week two recap and uh, week three preview. If you got a chance, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the show on iTunes and on Google Play as well as the TuneIn app. Hey, one, you trying to say something? Um, I just saw a random comment on your page, David McMillan. I don't know if you want to address it, but he Dave, says, what's up, Dave? Big Ben doesn't get mentioned with Brady and Breeze, but he's in that elite level. 
the I was watching Brady at Big Ben, and and the thing that crossed my mind is I was trying to remember where I placed him. We both set him in our top ten, correct? We had to. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Um, Big Ben is underrated. I I I will agree with that. I watch Big Ben, and I find myself more times than not saying, "Get rid of the ball like that." Mm-hmm. That that dude, he holds the ball long. He's like the Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just like I get it. You know, he does make great things happen a lot of the times. You both had him fifth. Okay, mm-hmm. he just holds on to that ball all day long. And fifth, I'm fine with that. And fifth, and even fifth, coming off the year he had, he didn't have a great year last year. He threw like 16 interceptions. He had two games, back-to-back games, seven touchdowns and six touchdowns. So that was 13 touchdowns in two games. And I don't think he finished with 30 touchdowns. Nah, after what, having 13 what, touchdowns. What was his numbers last year? After having 13 touchdowns in two games. I think it was like 20 and 16, maybe. Nah, it definitely wasn't 20. Was it 20? Nah. nah like I said, he had 30, 20, 13 in two yeah. games. Hey, when you have it there? Uh, 21 and yeah. 21 and 16. Yeah, 21 and 16. Yeah. It wasn't. Okay. It and wasn't, 13 touchdowns in two yeah. games. So that's not good. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have a great year. We still, we yeah, still, 21 and 16. And we still got him at five. Um, but he, he's come, he's come a long way. Ben used to just be a game manager and mm-hmm. like he held on to the ball mm-hmm. a lot. And he made, he actually made a lot of his plays by holding on to the ball. Guys, he does coming up, coming at him, sacking him. He throwing him out the way, then yes. catching a guy. And he down also the field. makes a lot of turnovers yeah. like that. There's so many times that Ben takes a sack. Fumbles, and you say to yourself, "That ball should have gone five seconds ago." Right? You, you know what I mean? Or I, he's one of these guys that, that you, one thing you never saw from Brady Man is seventeen-yard loss sacks. Like yeah. that, those kill. Yeah. Like he, I mean, they kill. Even even last night, um, he picked up on some of them blitzes so fast. He was he threw so many as soon as he hiked it quick across the mm-hmm. middle passes yesterday. That that's not like you know how he used how he used to do. That I feel like he's really grown. Him and him and Drew B's best in the game at throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. And they'll do it six, seven times a game, yeah. 50 yards away. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, and he puts the ball there. And I, for both to have him fifth, I, I, I'm fine with fifth. I think five's a good number. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's, she's that T. I, the thing is, I've always thought for the better part of the past decade, it's been that top four with Breeze, uh, Peyton, uh, Peyton, excuse me. Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers, and then Ben right below them, and I'm, I think that's accurate. Um, DJ, on your page, um, Antoine Dye said, quick question, is Matt Stafford top 10? Which neither one of you had a top 10 in your, um, obviously, when you did the list, but... I didn't change for one game, I can certainly tell you that. Nah, man, I don't, I don't, I'm definitely not top 10. He's a gunslinger, he throw the ball, he got a strong arm. I'd have to look at all the names, and because off, off bump, I'm one of the, wasn't in the top 10, and I'm on, like, it wasn't like he was right outside my top 10 either. So he throws a lot. So he, that he does. He puts up numbers. Fantasy wise, but in terms of actually playing the football game, I, I feel like for a guy who was drafted number one overall, has made $100 million, I think more than once. Um, I think like Matt Stafford has avoided a lot of criticism. A lot. But, but for him to, him to come on and have a game, Calvin Johnson. They throw the ball for the better for the past for pretty much all Calvin Johnson. They throw the ball a lot. He was doing 700 attempts in one year. That's a lot of attempts. You know what I mean? They, they throw the ball a lot over there. So no, I it's not mine. And I guess no. And like I said, when I was doing my top 10 list, I didn't have him 
even close either. Alright, thank you again for everybody for listening. If you missed the show, you can watch the whole video on uh, either my DJ, my The Player's Voice Facebook page or on uh, Damar Johnson's Facebook page. And again, it's available on iTunes and the TuneIn app and the Google Play Store. That's The Barbershop Player's Voice. Alright, thank you guys and we will see you guys next week.